Greetings, mortals. I, Daniel, the Keeper of Arcane Secrets, welcome you back to the frozen landscape outside of Radiance Yukon. It is November 13th, 1922, and the last train of the season has made an overnight stop here at the birthplace of the Canadian Gold Rush. As the world still tries to heal from the Great War, a group of strangers has disembarked from the train and discovered that not all is as it seems in this quiet little town. The rich young lady, Charity Flanagan of the North Carolina Flanagans, and a hulking giant of a laborer, Moses T. Ripley, also known as Rip, have independently come here searching for riches and precious metals in the mines. With them were two men trying to escape their past. The spy turned hunter, known only as Gunther, and the disgraced French-Canadian detective, Martin Claude Noir. Let us meet him officially. Uh, bonjour, my name is Detective Martin Claude Noir, and I am played by Terry. I am 52 years old, I stand 5 foot 4 inches tall, and though I dress professionally, upon closer inspection I appear tattered and worn. My demeanor suggests that I am cold and unforgiving in my duty to the police, yet my short stature and unwavering loyalty to the law prevent people from trusting me, and so I am kept at a distance. Originally I am from Montreal, Quebec, a police detective transferred to Radiance Yukon following the death of my only son, killed by police gunfire, killed by myself. During the war I worked in France as a military policeman, I interrogated people for war crimes against humanity that I did not think would be possible to do to a person. Now there is no form of suffering I won't believe has already been done to a man. My luck is slightly above average, my sanity is 65 at the beginning, and my hit points were 11. My investigator skills in which I am most proficient are firearms handgun, firearms rifle shotgun, listen, sleight of hand, spot hidden, and fast talk. My main two characteristics are dexterity and intelligence. My worst two are strength and size. You can follow my player at Instagram, sendnoobsdnd. While aboard the train, Detective Noir and the others met and befriended a skittish little geologist, Dr. Leonard Winkler who invited Rip up to the scientific outpost that lies beyond the town's borders and tried to hire Gunther as a guide. But as Radiance drifted ever closer to the annual 37-day stretch where the sun hides behind the horizon, the travelers struggled to settle in to the strange town. While Charity made an impression as a wealthy visitor at the Wolfjaw Inn. Rip accidentally stumbled upon one of her secrets before making a little money as a hired hand and joining Gunther to shop for some new winter clothes. Gunther received a strange artifact from the shopkeeper while Dr. Winkler took a dog sled on a quick trip out of town and Detective Noir checked in at the police station running afoul of the local sheriff. But before the geologist could go far, he found a friend from the outpost babbling and naked in the frigid temperatures. 
he strapped his friend to the sled as the sun set and was forced to turn back to the strangely quiet town. Upon the sled's arrival back at the Wolfjaw Inn, upon the sled's arrival back at the Wolfjaw Inn, Rip, Gunther, and Detective Noir were attacked by the seemingly dying man, discovering that his body had been warped, twisted, in inhuman ways. There was a fight, and both Detective Noir and Gunther suffered great wounds before Rip dropped the man and Charity confirmed he was dead. The sheriff and two strange deputies took the body away and issued an ominous warning to the new arrivals. They immediately decided not to trust the local law enforcement and to escort Dr. Winkler back to the outpost to get some answers. As they left town though, Rip and Gunther noticed many crows perched, silhouetted, against the red aurora borealis. Crows of five feet tall, with red eyes, watching them silently. As the five people huddled together on the dog sled and ride towards the geological outpost, the strange colors of the northern lights bathe Radiance Valley in an eerie, oppressive glow, making the deep shadows of the sparse forest dance in the near darkness. Now let us begin part two of the eight-part miniseries that I call The Deep Dark of Radiance. What are you guys using for light other than the aurora above you? Um, As you I make your have way fixed my lantern, my oil lantern to the dog sled. Okay. Um, you've fixed your oil lantern to the dog sled. Uh, you are all on this dog sled. It's quite wide. Um, you have to crunch in because there are four suitcases that are taking up quite a lot of space. Mm-hmm. But um, who was driving it? I believe Gunther was driving. No, uh, I you, thought you said... Oh, you no, said it, was, it was Martin that was... Uh, driving it. Yeah, Winky is curled up with the... Leonard is curled up uh, next to Charity. What is Rip doing? Holding on for dear life. I have this jacket, but, like, my beard is slowly turning to icicles and snow. So I'm just, like, (laughs) just riding along. Are you holding the lantern at the front? (laughs) so it is absolutely freezing cold out right now for those of us in canada it's probably close to negative 20 celsius but you guys oh, are bummed risk. up i probably move flip-flops if anything <laughs> you guys are making your way north you would know by the dog by sled you guys are about five or six hours from the outpost you would know by walking you are going to be more than a day away from town if you're walking through the wilderness. This is quite a ways out. And as you are making your way through... Sorry, what does the wilderness look like? We're just talking yeah. rocks and... So it's, it's it's flat tundra. To the east of you, there is a larger press of mountain range. 
that just reaches up into the sky. We're heading north. And right? you're heading north right now, um, out of out of Radiance. There are copses of woods everywhere as you are riding through. It's not bare tundra. There is trees. There are large rocky outcroppings. Like shrubberies and shit. But shrubberies. But there, there are like lightly wooded areas that you are passing by as you go. And the shadows within, with this red light raining and soaking into the landscape, the shadows within these woods are is playing tricks on your guys' minds. So as we start off, I want everyone to roll a spot hidden as you make your way north. Oh, God. Uh, we're looking for less than, right? Less You're looking than. for less than your total. Well, I got a uh, 86 against a 55. So you fail. I, 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 uh, you are driving. Your sole focus is making sure you don't crash these dogs. It's probably been a while since you have driven a sled. Mm. Um, I mean, you've, you've done it once or twice. You are from Quebec, and you're from the northern reaches of Quebec before Quebec. you served yep. in Montreal. So this makes sense, but you are focused on, on the path in front of you. I got a hard success. A hard success, okay. I got a 54 against an 85. Okay, so I'm you successful. just have a regular success, and then Charity? I have a 60. Against a spot hidden of? Um, 25. You you are engaged in conversation with Leonard. Uh, he is very nervous around you. He's a little bit older than you, but he's the kind of guy who's devoted his life to the sciences. So Roughly how old is, is uh, Leonard? Uh, he is in his uh, early 40s. Yep. Is he strangely okay. wrinkly? Uh, he is not strangely wrinkly. Okay. Oh, is his name Dr. Wrinkler? Have I spelled it wrong this whole time? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Lenny Winkler. Okay. Gunther, as you're sitting there, you are seeing, um, you're kind of keeping an eye on the woods, and your trained hunter's eye, um, you see several packs of, like, several signs of wolves as you're going. Not, not, not necessarily the wolves themselves, but you see telltale signs of wolves and bears and things in the area. Scratches on trees. The odd eviscerated carcass of some animal that has been left to like a rib cage standing in the snow. That's it. Okay, as, you, as you're driving by and you see these signs. Rip, you specifically, as you're holding the, the lantern up, you see something large just on the edge of your porch light move lightning quick outside of your... Define large. It's about the size of a bear, a little bit larger than your average polar bear, Uh, but you see it has uh, lupin features. It has wolf features. And it runs just outside of the edge of your vision. And it takes you a second to really process that, no, that's actually what you saw. You saw this gigantic wolf. Run. I'm not going to say anything to anyone. I also saw these big ass crows, and I'm wondering about my own um, sanity at this point. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't see this, right? So I'm just going. I'm going You're just going on this dog yep. sled. Are the dogs reacting to this at all? The dogs are moving forward. Uh, I don't think they witnessed it in any way. They, there's no change in the dogs themselves. Now, you guys ride for about an hour out of town. The dogs do start to behave weirdly at this point. Terry, you are, uh, sorry, Martin, you are more aware of this as anyone else as you try to steer the dogs and they are fighting where you're trying to lead them towards. Mm. They're trying Um, to go off in a different direction. They're trying to go off in a different direction. So I would like for you to roll a drive check. Ooh, what's that, drive auto? Uh, Yes, now we had said this was going to uh, work with your dog sled. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yes! Um, I just scored an 11 against a 20. 
So almost a hard, but almost hard success, but a success in itself. Yeah, you really bear down on the dogs and like tr- really lean into the pull, and and you direct the heavier people on the crew, uh, Rip and Gun respectively, to lean into this as well. And the dogs finally start leading in the direction. I'll just yell at the dogs. Um, <laughs> But uh, those of you on the actual cart itself, you notice the dogs are starting to whine. They're starting to really protest going this way and getting them to move with a rapid pace is getting harder and harder to do. And within another half hour, 45 minutes, the dogs nearly come to a halt um, there in the snow and they're panting heavy and whining and they seem to be gathered in amongst themselves. Like they're their line has gone slack and they are kind of bundling up amongst themselves. Um, so I just keep trying to move them? They are not responding. Hey, Ale! Ale! Um, they are actively whining in their spots. I'm gonna turn to I guess Dr. I would... Winkler. Are we, are we here? Is this, is this normal? Um, Dr. Winkler is gonna stand up and kind of shake his hand and goes, no, the, the dogs never have this sort of reaction. It's usually a fairly decent uh, ride through the... Uh, How much woods. further do we have um, to go? He looks around at the trees and... Uh, another two hours? Two hours? An hour? Gunther knows animals, right? Gunther, hey! Hey, why they fucking stop? <laughs> <laughs> I've never ridden a dog sled. Maybe you could tell me. Gunther, you can roll a... Uh, where is it? A natural world, if you'd like. Or survival. Uh, to try to influence these animals. I will do a survival. Okay. Can I help him by just giving them a little whip to get them You can, and that would give him advantage, which lets you roll 2d10 and take the uh, two of the percentile d10, the two number d10, take the lower option. Okay. But the d10 itself still goes ahead though, right? So the first one was a 49, you failed. And the second one is a 10. Plus the 9. 18. 18. Ooh, shit, that's good. Nineteen, which is a hard pass. Hard pass. Nine? Okay, um, the dogs are Sorry, terrified of something, and and the way that they're behaving, they're kind of looking up and sniffing the air. There's something in the air that they smell that you're not aware of, that they are terrified of. Can mm-hmm. I spot hidden around me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go to town. Uh, are you gonna let anyone else know that this is a problem? Not yet. Okay. Seventy-nine. Yeah, that's a that's a pass. That's a pass. Yes. Um, you look around and uh, you are actually where the dog sled has stopped. You were just past a couple copses of trees, and there's weird red shadows being played as the aurora borealis moves above you. There's a bit of a clearing in front of you, and as you look in the clearing, right at the edge of where the light from the lantern hits, you see this odd shape. It's probably about three feet tall just still in the middle of the road, but it looks out of place. Uh, hey, Leonard, is that uh, normal over there? He I'm, looks... I'm spotted. He looks forward, and uh, I I don't see what you're pointing towards. Does anybody um, else see over there what I'm looking at? It's about three feet tall, just on the edge of the woods there. Do I get advantage with my light? Uh, sure. Yay. That's a hard success. Hard success. Um, you actually determine, Rip, that it is the form of a uh, human, but it is uh, the torso up. Like, this is someone sitting in the snow. What? And they're, they are still. That's a man. Stop. Because we're making noise, right? You're going to be aware of it. I'm actually going to pull my camera out and say, everybody just watch close. And I'm going to put the flash on. 
and I'm going to aim the camera at the direction I'm going to set the flash off on the camera. Everybody roll a spot hit, and I love you. Hard pass. Ooh, hard fail. I've got a lantern in my Fail. Hands. I made the mistake of looking into the flash. <laughs> <laughs> the camera was facing me as I was trying to figure it out. And Charity? Fail. Fail. Okay, Gunther. Everyone else is rubbing their eyes as this bright flash in the darkness. We were unprepared. This was the first ever selfie taken. But you saw (laughs) what was going on and you you cover it so that you actually get the desired effect of the landscape quickly flashing. And you see the form of a uh, woman sitting in the snow and she's just staring up into the sky. Hi, everybody. I think that's a woman over there. We should maybe go and have a look. Uh, I will draw my rifle out. <laughs> uh, uh, Leonard stands up and goes, "A, a woman? Uh, 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 how how tall? Uh, the the object is three Jesus. feet tall. Uh, it might be uh, sitting one of the geologists, on. Melody. She 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 shouldn't be up this far. Uh, and he starts rummaging around and he grabs a crowbar that is just in the supplies here. And he's like, "Okay, let's let's go." I'm going to draw my rifle out. Okay. Uh, you know, guys, in spite of what's currently happened, you know, today, uh, I think I will kind of set up a little ways away with a rifle trained on her, just in case. All As right? My, the pus is bleeding from my stitches, I will agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding my neck. Wait, guys! Guys! Uh, <laughs> Charity, what are you doing? I will uh, protect them with my rifle. Okay. <laughs> Three so, so, so everybody's staying back except for Leonard moving forward. All right, I'll go forward. Wait, no, wait. We haven't finished the plan, Adam. Okay. <laughs> All I've said so far is I've drawn my rifle. I will train my rifle on her. Do we want to go forwards? We can maybe yell for her to come to us. I mean, whoever's approaching, I imagine, would be speaking, yes. Do it, like, are we decided we want to approach her? Or do we want to see let's, we can yeah, bring let's her to call, us? Let's call out to her first. So I'm thinking we're going to spread out, maybe dog sled in the middle. I'm going to go out to kind of the one side. Uh, Mia, can we maybe go to the other, or, uh, sorry. Charity. Charity, go out to the other side. Uh, and then uh, Martin. I'll stay, well, I'll stay on the sled in case we got to get out of here fast. That makes sense. Get it. Uh, and I will lead Leonard forward. forward. Okay. Leonard is going to practically be hiding behind you. This man is not brave in any interpretation of the word. He is literally shivering behind you and not because he's cold. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm pulling out... I, like, got my shovel in my hands. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, do you want a gun? I have a gun. I don't, I don't know how to... the last guy with a knife. I mean... I mean... I, I could, but... Like a shovel. <laughs> we saw how well guns worked earlier tonight. Uh, so, you make your way uh, uh, forward slowly. Are you... I'm, I'm gonna like creep forward, but I'm not being stealthy. I'm just going very slowly, ready to like run okay. if I need to. I'm, my my hairs are like risen on the back of my neck from seeing all this crazy shit. Yeah, right from all the animals. Uh, Lenny, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Melody, Doctor Meyer. Uh, Doctor Meyer, <laughs> we're your friends, and I got a Leonard here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would like for you to roll a persuasion. Uh, do I even have? Oh, this nice. or charm. A charm. Roll a charm. Come on. Can I go with persuasion? No. Uh, well, uh, it makes no difference, really. It's Persuaded, I'm sure. Hard no. Ninety. Oh, he let us on for a oh, okay. second. Uh, she is unmoving, and as you are slowly inching your way forward, what is your base listen? 
Uh, my base listen is 65. 65. I can turn around and get a hand the, the... Yeah, Leonard will hold the, the lantern, lantern up for you. Yeah. Um, and he's got he's got this crowbar in his hand and this thing, and he's just shivering. And you actually hear the the lantern itself is creaking. Like, click, like, click, 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 you would know with, with, with gun technology as it is today, you will spook the dogs if you fire a gun too close to them. And what that could do is cause them to book it. Dog sled dogs are going to be spooked by a gun? It, it Depending on how close you are by them. Okay. All right. Well, I'll move uh, the minimum required distance okay, yeah, away. Yeah. And you would know that. 29 meters. <laughs> uh, I'd like for you to roll a stealth real quick to see how well hidden you are. I am not hidden at all. Okay. With a loud creak crunch, and, crunch, and crunches crunch. in the fresh powder, uh, you find a spot and you, you go down. And you've got that wound in your leg from uh, from the war, and you've got the gigantic wound in your neck as well. So there's lots of gasping and groaning as you make your way to your spot, but you manage to hold your rifle properly. Uh, Charity, uh, are you just going to stick with the dogs? or? Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> You've had, like, hunting dogs and stuff like that before. Mm-hmm. So you set up with your gun, and, and you're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Martin. So you you already tried to bring her out, hey? Oh, uh, well, I'm, and still she's cre- still, I'm still creeping he's still I'm creeping. not there yet. You guys see this, like, orb of light pushing and going into the darkness as Rip and uh, Dr. Leonard get further and further away. Okay. I'm just going to hold my action. Whatever Call of Cthulhu words. Yeah. If, if she attacks Rip, then I'll fire on her. Okay. Uh, Mo, roll a spot hidden as you move forward. It's Rip. <laughs> oh, that's a success. Okay. As you get closer, you see that uh, the reason why she's not moving is she is encased in a thin layer of frost and ice. The snow has buried her lower extremities, and she's sitting in the snow, and she's looking up to the Aurora Borealis. And there's this look of serenity on her face. But she is definitely 100% dead. And as you stop there, you hear distant howls um, that echo through the valley. Anyone who... uh, Gunther, I would like for you and Rip to roll um, listen checks, please. Nope. They sound distant. Uh, no, I'm hearing myself crunch through the snow. They sound distant. Good. I'm going to stop, though, right here, and I'm turn around and be like, Leonard, my friend, I'll take this. I want you to go back and uh, send the Frenchman to me. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Don't look. Just go. Is, is she okay? Uh, and he's, like, leaning and, and past I, I, I'm, I'm blocking she his vision. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at him. Well, she won't get any worse by sending the Frenchman here. Okay. Um, he, okay, okay, fine. And he starts booking it. And about halfway through, he, his foot snags on something and he hits the ground hard. This plume of uh, snow erupts out from him and lands around. And he starts kind of cursing under his breath in, um, a language not many of you understand. Um, he is, he is cursing in, um, Spanish. Is he Spanish looking? Uh, no, no. He has no Spanish features whatsoever. Ooh. Mm. People go to their native language at times of anger and passion. 
So he hits the ground, and then as he turns Ooh. around, he starts to scream and howl, and he is pushing himself back on his hands, and like scooting himself back away from the, whatever it was he tripped. All right, I'm running forward. I gotta see what this is. Okay. Yeah, I'm stepping forward too with my rifle. Um, now, yeah, I'm gonna train my rifle. Okay. As you guys all train your rifles on Lenny, <laughs> and you run forward, you actually see sticking out of the snow is a arm. Its hand is outstretched from the snow. Um, Can I ask if we heard him speak Spanish? Or oh, listen. As a rip was close enough. Rip as an officer of the law, this will be interesting for me. Oh, yes, I Damn did. It. Son, where's listen in the alphabet? Um. Oh yeah, I got hard success. Hard success. Yeah, you heard him. You actually you hear him cuss specifically in Spanish. One of your uh, friends on the force was Latino, so he he taught you some of the interesting words, and he's gone through the gamut. He is. Yeah, that puta madre as he hits the ground. Kind of thing, right? Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> uh, I see. There's an arm sticking out of the. Yeah, around like the fingers is a uh, cord of some sort, and what is ever on the is on the bottom of the cord is like stuck in the snow. All right, I was gonna run forward. And like, there's another person here. Sorry, there's another person here. Okay. I'm gonna put the lantern down and just start like digging at the snow and. Getting... Okay. Nobody move. I'm still, I'm still digging. I'm just gonna walk right back. This is a crime scene. Stop, Alec. He could still be alive. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Can I do a medicine check to find out? Yes. Yeah. I do not know if this person is alive or not. You have no earthly clue. Uh, what was your total? Fifty. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you are rapidly digging, and you get like. Six or so scoops out before the arm falls, and you see that it is just an arm from, like, the mid-bicep. All right, okay. At this point, we have two dead bodies, so I'm running over. I'm going to step up and be like, he's not alive! I'm going to push... You run over, and uh, this this arm is now on the ground. Uh, It is bare. It is a woman's arm. Um, It's quite thin and, and delicate. Uh, and around the fingers, frozen along the fingers, is this cord. <gasps> I'll, pu- I'll push Rip back and on, on the side of it. Christ will you never stop? <laughs> I say to the heavens. <laughs> uh, can I investigate the arm as the officer of the law here? Uh, yes, you can as you curse the heavens. <laughs> Leonard has got up, gone back to the cart, and is sitting next to you with the blanket over his face. He wants nothing to do with Look, this. Look, chair is off the sled. Yeah. Oh, he is on the sled with the blanket over his what am I? <laughs> what am I rolling here? Uh, you are rolling a... Uh, uh, spot hidden. Yeah, that's what we got. Didn't go well. 63 against a 55. Can I, can I do it as well? I'm standing right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, you could aid his mm. search. Uh, I'm not going to, though, because I just got an extreme success. Don't be a better cop than me. Okay? I, no, I'm not. I'm just, you're holding it, and I'm seeing the other side of it. I'm like, oh, that's the thing. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, you, you pull up this arm, and There's nothing. Uh, your experience with... Uh, Body parts. <laughs> working in the mine, specifically. Killing uh, women. I was just piggybacking on this joke. Now that we found the line, so we'll dial it back from there. Um, you you pull this up, and with your experience working in the mines, you have found out that uh, you, you could kind of see the difference between a wound caused by a tool and a wound caused by more natural 
occurrence. And this wasn't a cut. This was a rip. This was a rip. This thing was torn off. Um, mm. And mid-bicep. Like, the bone is still sticking out and is jagged and hard. And you look at this cord, and as you pull the cord up, there's actually a name tag hanging off of it. And you flip it to see the identification. Like dog tag? or uh, like A name tag. Name tag. And as you flip it, you see uh, an identification card that has been... Uh, a little bit marred due to the moisture of the snow and everything else, but it, it says Dr. Melody Meyer. Ooh, okay. Um, but the, we're the, talking like this is a lanyard, right? Yeah, it's okay. a it's a lanyard. The cord is a lanyard. But the cord. woman that was in the snow had both of her arms. No one looked. <laughs> All right. I'm, 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 Does I'm, the woman in the snow have both of her arms? Her arms are not out, out red. Oh, okay. Out, so, out so, so I'm she gonna, was just I'm sitting with like her. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm gonna see this. I'm not even gonna say anything to the inspector. I'm just gonna turn around and book it back to the body. You go back to the body, and the body has uh, several wounds present on it. That what have, do you mean wounds? I mean uh, marks that something has been chewing on this. No, that's not unusual. It's the wilderness. Um. And the arm itself has been torn off by some sort of toothy maw um, and dragged over here and not on, right? Uh, her face is serene. And the one thing you do note is underneath this wound on her arm um, is a large pool of frozen blood. Um, over here, please, Mr. Noir. What are you doing? Uh, and I will just stomp over there and just... Uh, you see the same. You see this uh, small framed, uh, she's maybe in her late 30s, uh, blonde uh, hair, uh, a little bit darker tone to her skin woman sitting. Uh, and her hair, uh, her face is looking up to the sky and she's got a serene smile on I her face. I want to investigate her body for... Right, I'm going to reach out for the arm. She's got uh, handed over tooth marks <laughs> and whatnot <laughs> in her neck and side and her uh, and her only good arm as the other one has been torn. Off. I will call for Gunther over who knows animals of all sizes and maybe he'll determine what did this. I, I'm going I'm to hold up the arm to the stump and go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll run over. As you run over, uh, Charity, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to go back to the sled. You're going to go back to the sled. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you get close, Leonard. What's, what's going on? And he, like, moves the blanket away from his face to look at you, and he's white with terror. Like, he's just, he's pale, he's sweating, he's just terrified. Um, I say, I think they're examining the body, but I think we should just leave, because <laughs> I'm the, scared. The body? The, she, she looks dead. Oh, no. <laughs> if she, she's dead. If she's dead and Ryan died, oh, God, I hope Dr. Lang's okay. Dr. Who? Dr. Lang, he was the lead geologist. Um, Still don't trust Leonard. You are investigating her, bo- uh, her body. <laughs> she she says out loud. <laughs> Roll a medicine. Okay. Are you over there with us now? Uh, as I'm going, I'm, I'm kind of. I want to spot around again. Just to yeah, do it, do it. Oh, 61 against uh, one. Uh, hard pass. Sixty-one. Against My medicine. Someone. I have to get one percent to pass. Okay. Uh, she she's she's cut up, yo, and in the snow, kind of. She's kind of frozen. Uh, but she is 100% dead. Is there anything on her body in her uh, pocket? She is, her... So she's wearing a uh, white, like a lab coat. Mm. Uh, she's not wearing any sort of uh, heavy furs or anything. 
that would someone would wear to walk out in the wilderness. What's She's in wearing the pockets a lab of the coat. lab coat. Uh, you open it up. There's there's a couple pens and whatnot on the one side, and on the other side there is a small coiled notebook that is frozen closed in her other pocket. Um, and you open up her lab coat, and it, it crinkles and cracks as you open it up. And she's she's got on a very nice buttoned-up blouse that has been ripped to shreds as well. You just see blood soaking it in various spots. Any jewelry, lockets, or anything like that? Uh, she's got... There's something around her neck. You see a chain, but it, it goes underneath the, the blouse of her uh, shirt. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. At this point... Gunther, what was your spot hidden? Uh, 24. It's a hard pass. Hard pass. Um, you don't hear anything, but as you're keeping your eyes to the side, you do see movement on the edges of the light around you. Oh, and shit. you see wolves around you. You see these white-gray shapes on the edge. And you see these wolves. And they're good-sized pups, but they're sitting on the edge. And there's probably eight of them on the edges of your vision. And they're just watching. Okay, uh, as I get up to everybody else, uh, hey, anybody else uh, notice any of those wolves there no, no, circling no. us? <laughs> I'm going to look up. Oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah. Do I get advantage because he pointed at us? Yep. All right. Can I look as well because he's pointed sure. out to me? Uh, you can as well, sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, hard, or that's a success. What okay. am I rolling for? Uh, spot hidden. Spot hidden. Uh, you see about eight or so wolves, <laughs> and they are around you. And uh, with your kind of look, you've noticed that they're all sitting mm. on their haunches, and they're all looking in. And they're all around that same kind of line of the light where they're just barely visible. All right, I'm going to take my eyes off them, but I am going to like kind of like reach out and blindly tap Gunther on the shoulder and be like, uh, is that normal? Wolves hunting prey? Watching like that? Yeah. Okay. If we... Train our rifles and fire. We can remove three immediately. The others may scatter. Best not to provoke them. Agreed. I'm just, just interested here in a frozen corpse. They can smell the blood. Okay. Let's uh, put her on the sled and bring her with. Do we have uh, I want you to investigate that chain around her neck. Okay. As you pull this uh, symbol out, it is a simple cross. Like a simple... Christian cross? Christian cross. But as you pull it out, you note that it has been turned upside down. No. So the, the cross beam of the cross is hanging low. So you are you guys picking her up, bringing her back to the cart? I say yes. Sure. I'm 5'2 and 135 pounds, so if anybody else... You carry the arm. I'm carrying the arm, reluctantly. Okay. Gunther. Grab a hold of the arm. Yes. Yeah, her feet. Yes. Uh, feet. All right. Okay. Uh, she is sitting cross-legged in the snow, and as you kind of tip her over... Um, the the snow and, and the hard pack around her pulls away with her and you see that she's barefoot and there is no signs of frostbite she is just frozen solid um, with with bare feet she's wearing a uh, um, simple pair of slacks that are riding short but her feet are bare um, and, and you pick her up and you move her over to the sled and as you're looking around you guys note as the someone picks up the light and moves it over I'm assuming yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. As you're moving that, the the wolves on the edges of the light get up and slowly follow the edge of the light, and then sit back down to watch what you guys are doing. Uh, so we're back at the sled. 
Everyone is back at the sled. Uh, and Leonard sits there and he sees uh, you guys lay Melody down uh, next to him. And he is shook again. He didn't see you guys take out Ryan. Uh, he was away looking for help when you guys killed the last one. Uh, and seeing this one in front of him, he is just a wreck. He is in tears. And uh, he is, like, hand on her face, weeping. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, Wink, Leonard, Lenny. What? How far away are we from the uh, from the station? Uh, the if we really push the dogs, if they'll move uh, an hour, maybe two? Guys, this isn't right. She's out here. No frostbite. Nothing. No shoes. Made it this far, two hours, by foot. Mm. That's not right. There's wolves around us. Honestly, our best bet is to maybe just leave her here and continue on. It'll make sure that something funky doesn't happen with her. It might distract the wolves. No, we have to bring her with us. Why? We have to... For a proper burial. Yeah, we're not just going to leave her as well. (laughs) Though it may be dangerous, I am a guide to agree with Rip and Monsieur Leonard. I'm going to look at Charity pointedly and be like, it's the proper thing to do. Proper, yes, but I don't know. Things are pretty weird. You think we should leave the body here? Yes. Maybe bury her in the snow? Leave her for the wolves. We'll take anything valuable and we leave her for the wolves. Maybe we could pick a side, Martin. We could tie her up to a tree to keep the wolves away I'm, from her. I'm having a debate. <laughs> I'm having a conversation. It's not going to go bad in this weather. We can come back later. We have bigger problems currently. Okay. So what are you guys doing? I say we use the body. I'm taking that notebook, though. I'm making that abundantly clear. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, Captain Police Officer Man. I am not a captain. Okay. <laughs> you want the body with all of our fingerprints all over it to be abandoned in the side of the woods with no other witnesses besides the five of us? I am the police officer. You're okay. <laughs> mm. Mm, now that you say that... Maybe we should bring it back. Nobody trusts the, the police in 1922. Nobody trusts the six foot six police guy back in the town. Nah, he is an asshole. Burn the body. <laughs> Burn the body. How are you like lighting a, like a, like a, like body? A... I do have two lighter fluids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have lantern oil. We will commit the body. Well, Leonard, what do you want? Uh, if, if if we're going to leave her, which I don't know why we would. As we can. There's too many suitcases, I'm afraid. <laughs> Unless I'll just pick up a suitcase at random. Could be any one of them. <laughs> may have clothes, may be full of cash. Who knows? And I'll go, if we leave this one. No, you can put that back. <laughs> <laughs> you grab one that is incredibly heavy. <laughs> uh, I think we have to leave the body and burn it. Okay. Um, Cremating is respectful. It is it respectful, is. Uh, Leonard. Like, if, if if we're gonna do anything, I think there's weird stuff going on. I don't want more of this. And she points to the disembodied arm that you're just casually oh. holding around and waving yeah. a, waving around like a billy club. Mm. Um, I don't want more of this happening to my friend. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's do that. But uh, I think cremation is the best bet. Okay, everyone's agreed in cremation. Yes. Chair, are you good with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. As long as we say some appropriate words. I will I will probably not be here for the service. I'll step back. Myself and God have very different opinions on how to run a universe. 
Um, I'm assuming, Lenny, you're not a man of the church. God, no. I see what he does. Gunther? No. Gunther doesn't care. Charity? I'll say some words then. You're just dousing her in fluid and lighting a match? Yeah, Gunther will use a bottle of lighter fluid. Okay, are I'll you going to Well, can we do it? Do you think we can do it with a lighter fluid? Because I have a spare can of lantern oil, but we probably shouldn't use that up. I'm not really going to help. I'm just going to sit back on the slide. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> no, please, don't get up. <laughs> and just You're going to sit there travel. and console Leonard? I guess I will. He weeps into your shoulder. <laughs> I'm like visually annoyed, but understanding. <laughs> uh, let's say roll a survival real quick. Fire check. That's past 24. Okay. I'm going to say some words. You guys bring Melody off to the side and you set her down. And I'm assuming you guys have kind of gone through all of her pockets and everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was doing. I took her notebook cool. in her pit. Um, are you putting the arm with the rest of the body as well and everything's going to go up? Yeah. I'm cool okay. with that. Yeah. Cool. Um, you seem so, very keen on this. You guys put her away from All the, or nothing. You guys put her away on the, uh, put her away off to the side, uh, away from the trees. Gun, you're starting to pour lighter fluid on her as Rip says his words. Um, is there a role for this? I don't even know if there is. Uh, what are you going to say? Something Christian. Something Christian? Uh, Something there is an, uh, an occult roll, which I will give you an occult roll. No. Okay. You make up something vaguely Christian sounding. Our father, oh, maybe not all of ours, some of us, uh, like a distant relative, but my father, not my literal father, but God, God. I will stand back silently, but visibly unimpressed. <laughs> God, look after this woman who died in the snow alone. Amen. And you throw a match. And with a uh, wolf uh, she goes up. The smoke that pours off is this thick black smoke as as you light her up. But she kind of lights the area with this raging inferno that is, that is her body. And you see the wolves. The second you light her on fire, scatter. They, they all get up and run away. I will uh, put my rifle back in and I'm ready the dogs now say, I had hoped that we, the three of us would never have to smell this again, but here we are. Listen, checks all around, please. Man, I am shit at this. That's four? That's a four. That's that is an fail. extreme success. 77 yeah. against a 50. Fail. God, no. Charity. You're sitting there, and the rest of you are kind of figuring out what's going on. But, Charity, you hear a um, high-pitched whine or a squeal coming from the body of, of this woman as, as she's lit up. Um, and this, it's accompanied with these short popping noises, uh, kind of like the sound of popcorn going off or something. And uh, you kind of turn your head to see what's going on, and out of her wound on her arm... You see this thick, black, worm-like thing fall out, and the noise is coming from it, and it is squealing, and it's got this thick slime on it, and uh, the slime is caught aflame as it's next to the body, and the flames have kind of spread, and you see this thing wriggling and flailing on the ground as it shrivels up 
into nothingness. I need you to make a sanity check. Holy. With these? Yep. You have to roll that and try to roll below your sanity. 60. No. <laughs> no, no, you can. No, you can use. You well. can. Okay, so this is. You can push a roll, which means you could try to roll again and get uh, a different level of success to go. So instead of rolling below your sanity, you'd have to roll whatever the half of that mark is. Or what you could do is you could spend luck points uh, to bring that down in a one for one basis. So if you. So you rolled a 60. Mm-hmm. What's your sanity? 55. So you could spend five luck points and pass this roll. What's the consequence of pushing? If you fail, it gets so much worse. It gets, it gets so worse. much worse. Yeah. And you could push and spend luck on any roll you do unless it's a contested roll uh, in, like, combat. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Can you push sanity? I thought you... Oh, no, you cannot push sanity. No. Yeah. So your only option at this point would be to spend luck or get a bad effect. Uh, I'll spend more. So what you do then is you actually you race five, so your fifty-five drops to fifty, but you pass. Oh, okay. Or sorry, what, what's your how much luck do you have? Seventy. 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 Oh, sorry, okay. that drops to sixty-five. You got luck for days. You're fine. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that then. Okay. Uh, so you see this thing shrivel up, and you feel this chill run through your body, mm-hmm. like whatever this thing was, it was not natural. Um, and it its mere presence in your mind causes your mind to kind of shut down for the briefest moments, but then you come to again and, and are off on your own, pretty much. Like, you, you, you see this, but you're fine. Mm-hmm. Gunther, what do you need? Uh, so I'm assuming Gunther noticed that as soon as this thing went up in flames, the wolves kind of... Yeah, were yeah not everyone did, it. yeah. And, like, Rip and Gun were specifically keeping an eye on... The wolves? Uh, everybody, I think maybe we should go and get some branches. Maybe if someone had some extra clothing that they were carrying <laughs> with them. With a meaningful glance towards her. Uh, we could wrap up some makeshift torches. This fire seems to keep the wolves away and maybe good to have a stock on the uh, the sled with us. Agreed. Okay. I guess I could spare one suitcase. Would you like me to open this one? No. <laughs> I will choose the suitcase. It's not polite to go through a lady's things. And I'd shoot her at a glance. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to take uh, Martin. Mm, Monster Martin. Uh, would you potentially maybe be able to cover us while uh, Rip and I go and uh, make some torches here? I will redraw my rifle, look off to the distance, and say, But of course. I'm just going to make this relatively simple. You guys grab the wood um, from the from the surrounding uh, bushes and whatnot, and then you make these makeshift torches. With your survival uh, training, the fact that both of you are former military, it's not hard to make a decent enough torch, especially with the supplies you have on hand. And you, uh, I'll give you guys five torches that you have that you managed to put together yes. in this time. That actually worked. Everybody gets one? Everybody gets one. Oh, yeah. I'll give everybody one, so I'll keep... I'll probably keep two just on the sled to grab whenever. What about Lenny? You know, Lenny, I would imagine, would have one. All right. That's just one each. Yeah. Sure, one each. And with that, uh, you also notice as the wolves run off in the distance and as the body is burned, your dog sled dogs calm down. And you know you would be able to drive them again. Mush! Are we <laughs> <laughs> and you guys go. And you are riding for maybe another 45 minutes to an hour. And you're riding hard. 
you start seeing these irregular, sorry, these these more regular shapes appear in the darkness ahead of you. And as you get closer and get closer and get closer, you are coming up to the border of this scientific outpost. There is this large chain link fence that goes around this entire compound. Uh, You see these small guard houses on the outside of the gate as you're approaching from the, uh, from the south end. You see these guardhouses, and they're mostly buried in snow and misused. Uh, you see a large rolling gate that is kind of open maybe three feet. Like, it's not open wide, but it's just left there. Inside the compound are several buildings, and I actually have maps for you guys. Um, you guys are approaching from the south, and you see these guardhouses, and there's a guardhouse on the outside of the fence, and there's a guardhouse uh, just on the other side of the fence as well. Uh, you would suspect of, that this is the thing that helps them open and close it. To the right is a large building. This is probably three stories tall. It's featureless except for a large sign that's kind of cockeyed and, and hanging off of one mounting. Um, on the side of it that just says uh, McGregor Laboratory Scientific Outpost NV-037. Just beyond that building, you see a large covered area that has a series of cages in it. Um, It's shielded from the weather from from the surrounding buildings, but it's it's still a little exposed. And, And you, as a hunter, Gunther, would know as a hunter? As a, as a hunter, Gunther. Uh, you would know this is a kennel. This is where like their dogs and stuff would be kept. Beyond that, you see a uh, four-story bare stone house uh, or building that has a simple glass door on the front. One, one swing glass door. And above it just is a plain plaque that says residences. To the... Left to the west of the compound are these two equally large footprint but of building, but they are both charred and black and collapsed upon themselves and covered in snow. These two buildings were once probably the same size as the residence. They were maybe another residence building or they were a warehouse or something. Um, but time and a fire from long ago has collapsed these two buildings in upon themselves. And then beyond that, you see the external gate of the compound, and there is another guardhouse just beyond that last external gate. Um, and you guys are riding up to uh, the um, outpost here, and you hear a sigh of relief as uh, Lenny sits up and goes, "Oh, good, we're we're here." Uh, he hops off of the uh, do- the dog sled. And starts yelling for Dr. Lang as he walks into the compound. Whoa, 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 whoa. Leonard, we go together. We gotta get Dr. Lang. I mean, if... If, uh, if he's been fine this long, he can wait another three minutes for us to all go together. Okay, well, let, let's go. Uh, we can bring the dogs in with us. And he goes over and he just starts moving the gate open. No, and let's it's... stop him. Let's, we gotta control this situation. I'm gonna stop him and pull him back. What? And say, uh, Mr. Leonard, we must control this situation. People have died, and you are being erratic. Please stop. We will say where we're going. Roll persuade. Shit. 34 against, uh, against 11. Yeah. He shakes his head and goes, but... 
I can persuade him. We need to go inside. We need to get in there <laughs> and now. We will. We'll go get we'll the dogs do and bring them in. I'll and, show you where we're going. And we will go inside. But rushing in will only make you end up like your friend. Do you want to end up like your friend? No. Yeah, I do works. not want to end up like your friend, Isa. Okay. Leonard. Let's take a deep breath. And we can all go together. Okay. Well, let's let's get inside. I don't want to be outside of the walls any longer. No. Let's okay. first... I, my vote is to check the guard post for ammo, first aid kits, keys, that type of thing. Uh, Leonard, seems to me that there's a lot of guardhouses here for being like six hours by sled out of the nearest town that doesn't seem to be a major threat. Tell me about that. What What's what's up with that? Uh, the guardhouses, we don't really use them anymore. They were back when this was a mining uh, camp. And and they brought up precious metals and stuff like that. They wanted to keep the the vagrants and, and various uh, tribals out. Excellent. Makes sense. Well, why don't we get the dog sled turned around uh, just in case we have to make a quick exit out of here? It is, by the way, late at night. You guys are all exhausted. You've been on the sled all day. Zillow, gotta be safe. Uh, we should let the dogs rest. Yeah, keeping them caught up with this in the elements outside with no one around to freak out and stuff is a bad idea. Put them inside, let them sleep. If we need it to get out of here, we need them rest. Yeah, and I agree. But also, we have to. We just got to this place after seeing crazy person, a dead body. We're not just going to walk let's, in. Let's inspect before we settle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Spot hidden. It's all around. I want to check the guard post. Yep. Roll spot hidden specifically for the guard post. I succeed. Hard pass. I do not succeed. Oh, I succeed. 41 against 55. Okay. Uh, you go up to the guard post and you see that it is actually chained closed. Um, there's a padlock on it and it's, and it's old and ancient. But there's a glass window on it and you give this glass window a wipe and inside you see a shotgun leaning up against the wall with a small box of shells by it. Mm. Uh, there's also a first aid kit sitting on the uh, counter as well as like old newspapers and various other things. From your counting, there's probably four shells, three shells. There is a small metallic first aid kit. Um, I'll call over the part. Real quick, you two. For what the normal success, you're looking around. You don't see any signs of movement within the... I'm looking at it as I pull the gate open. Okay, That's what yeah. I'm doing. You are opening the gate, and you are looking kind of... Around trying to see if there's any movement within the compound, anything yeah. else like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing a quick scan. So you open that up the gate, and and you're looking around. You don't see much of anything here. In fact, it's almost a little too quiet. a little too quiet. It's still, <laughs> and and there are no lights on anywhere. It is dark, um, and the sound of the uh, gate opening kind of echoes throughout the valley as, as you open this thing up. Like, it is dark. The only thing you hear is, like, the odd whistling wind and the sound of this gate opening. For your heart success, you hear the flutter of wings and you look up to see three dozen of these gigantic black crows that you saw in the city. Uh, you see them, and as as this gate is opened, they all take off into the, into the sky. Crows! <laughs> We're not being quiet. Hey, I can just against this window. And get this I'm going to throw you my pickaxe. Okay, but if I just remove the door, I'll maybe just stick the pickaxe in against okay, the door. Okay, roll a strength check. Rip, can you assist? Uh, with with the tool, I will give you assistance. 
Right, so you get advantage on this, which is good. Because I rolled a 92. Now I rolled a 72. I'm not even going to check. I know it's terrible. What am I rolling for? Strength? Strength up top. It's in your characteristics. Oh. No. You put this thing up against, and you pull, and you creak, and this door is not okay. I'm going to walk over and do it. Uh, you actually see, Sorry. Um, first. with your second glance at this thing as it's uh, confounding you, you see thick bands of metal around the door. Oh. Uh, like a, a weather-stripping locking mechanism. A weather-stripping locking? Yeah, like a weather-strip or, or a locking mechanism. Like, there's this metal around the door frame itself. Is that a thing which is designed to stop me from getting it? Uh, yes. Okay. Sorry. Is a, uh, Sorry, Gunther was going to say something. Yeah, why don't you let someone maybe a little bit younger try this? Or physical. bigger. I'll do it. All right. Yeah. I will let... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with, younger, the, with the tool. Younger, so, yeah, Andre the Giant walks over. Younger and or bigger. I rolled a cardinal success. Move. I rolled a zero one. As you, you should. should. As well you should. Yeah. Okay. You put your foot through the door and it splinters. It's weird. He was using the pickaxe. <laughs> uh, the door effortlessly flies open. And there's this moment where <laughs> you, could, you just share a glance with Martin. However, with that, you kick it uh, hard enough where the door slams open and uh, this compartment, you notice that the ceiling of this building is kind of this drop T-bar ceiling. You knock one of the these panels off of the top, and it falls down. And along the inside of it are uh, a thick coating of dust, but also uh, in this brownish ink scrawled marks all through this the top of this panel. What does it look like? It's very pictographic. Uh, it's not a language per se, but I'm it's reading it. Like, it's, it's like falcon, falcon, upside down triangle. Yeah, wolf like home axe, falcon, bird thing, circle, weird triangle. Like, That's a penis. Uh, but it's it is all over, and it is, it is like written on the back of this thing. That's weird. We we're gonna keep that for later. Would we? And you know that this guardhouse, it's like a 10 by 10 guardhouse, right? I'm going to take this, these hieroglyph, what am I going to call it, hieroglyphic stick? Well, it's 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 a panel of the drop ceiling, so this thing's like oh, okay. a foot and a half by three feet long. All right. Right? And I won't take it then. All right. Yeah. Well, you put it on the sled of holding. But it, it's made of a very light asbestos material because it's the 1920s well, and yeah. you're all going to die of cancer. I, I'm going to hold so, it up uh, and be like, take a picture. Oh. <laughs> very intelligent. I actually am pretty dull. Do you want to smile? Or... <laughs> 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 from inside the guard post. <laughs> I have disadvantage uh, on spot hidden for the next three Roll minutes. a spot hidden real quick. Uh-oh. Ooh, son. 31. Success. Success. As the flash goes off, right, you actually see sense. up in this uh, ceiling, you see more writing. Uh, with the flash that goes off, you see it covering the walls. In the Do upstairs. I recognize the writing? It's the same that's on this thing. Um, do we? Not that we'd be able to understand the language, but do we recognize it a language we would know? Like it's nothing related to the. Local it's not band. Cyrillic. It's not the bands or anything that are in the area. Uh, you you wouldn't know. However, there is someone in the group that does speak Inuit. Do I know that Charity speaks Inuit? I don't know why we would. It's never Probably come up really, yeah. eh? Okay. So, uh, yeah, you have but, no idea. But I will walk over to the sled and be like, Leonard, what's this? I'm out of the guardhouse. You're going to leave it. Um, I will let you roll a language Inuit. Okay. Charity. Yep. 44? Yep. Um, 
You see, this is ancient Inuit that is scrawled all over this place, uh, all over this weird tablet. You're not quite able to make out the specifics of it, but someone was warding this building. It's like a, it is a ritual warding. Was trying to ward this building and and the surrounding area against some sort of evil. Mm. And they wrote this all through. Okay, so I'll say to them, seems like they were trying to prevent some type of evil. You just hear sounds of me looting <laughs> this guard post. <laughs> How do you know that? I've studied Inuit. Oh, it's Inuit. Yes, it is. You thought she said I knew it? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> no, I thought I'm I pretty sure in French it's pronounced in we. It's Inuit. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Anything else you guys want to do? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take. I'm looting what's inside this guard post. So I get a shotgun, which I'll probably give to. Do you want a shotgun? Can I see your shotgun? Uh, yes. Oh, right, this is what I do in games, Dave. You don't know this. I will hand you the imaginary. You have to reach out, Dave. This is this is you. This is a shotgun. This is an old double barrel shotgun. Okay. Or a new double barrel shotgun for us. Is, it, is anyone proficient with shotgun? Um, I am. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's useless in my hands. I don't need it. Okay. I already have my rifle. Um, uh, I do occasionally I, like shotguns. As you open the gate, Leonard's mm-hmm. going to hop on the dog set and he's going to push the dogs in to the um, into the compound. Wait, how much ammo do we get for the shotgun? Four shots. And we get the first aid kit as well? Yes. Okay, do you want the first aid kit? Uh, yeah, I'm hurting pretty good still. Okay. And you guys are all exhausted. Yeah. Okay. That well, will start this, to affect uh, your role soon. So, Charity, you're saying that this seems to be warded from evil? Mm-hmm. Seems like potentially a good place to, uh, you know, maybe rest up here. I agree. Maybe. Uh, Charity, are you proficient weird in guns on the thing? That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you proficient in gun? Uh, rifle. rifle do you have a rifle shotgun? Mm-hmm. All right. I know that Leonard's pretty eager to get in there. Uh, is yeah. someone going to stay with the dog sled? Or are we going to put it inside? Perhaps. Let's put it inside. Yeah. You guys know it is cold. If you leave the dogs out, they will die. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like. Right? And and uh, you would know, now that you have a better perspective of it, you know the kennel is actually, uh, the what, east and north wall are walled. So there's like one gated entrance to this thing. But right. let's go and scope the kennel out and then put and then put the dogs in there. Yeah. So clear. step one kennel. Yeah, step, step one, one kennel. kennel. Okay, you guys go over. Uh, the The door to the kennel is open, uh, and as you open it up, I need all of you to roll sanity saves. Fuck no. Oh, good. I did not say I was opening the door. I will not roll a sanity save. Eight. Good. This nine. That's sixty. Six. Oh man. That is my insanity. Yeah, thirty-seven against a sixty-five. It was sixty. Is, is there a half and no? Not for this. No. Oh, I succeeded then. Okay. I did not succeed. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Charity, you are standing there with the dogs and and as you guys are opening up the store. And you look inside and there is a gory mess all around this thing. And it's old and covered in snow and frost and whatnot. But it is something has gone off here. As uh, you see 
limbs and chunks of dog sled dog everywhere here. Like they have exploded within their cages in some way, shape, or form. There, uh, there is limbs everywhere, guts. There's uh, you guys see one of the dogs has been strung up on the ceiling upside down by its intestines. Um, and its tongue is lolling out of its mouth. Uh, like, this is just a mess. And as you guys open the door and the dogs get a sight of this, they're like, nope, and they're backing away. The, your dogs who are living and breathing do not want to go into this mess. I'm going to close the, the door. We should go back to the um, Charity, <laughs> failing your sanity check, I need you to make an intelligence roll. 73. Just... <laughs> Justice. So you succeeded? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so you're only going to have uh, what is called temporary insanity. It's basically for the next couple minutes, you cannot stop seeing this. And pretty much everywhere you look, the f- your first glance of everything you see is covered in gore. What this is making you do is put your head down, cover your eyes, and shut down okay. to yourself. Sit like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and and right. this this lasts for a couple minutes. Like, uh, do me a favor, roll a Constitution check. Did you pass? No. Okay. So. You're off in the corner, hurling. Like you, your stomach is vacating itself as this vision just will not escape your vision. Okay. What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm gonna close with the candle and say, Ah, oh, we bring the dogs inside then, yeah. Maybe we can check. There's a house. Oh, it burned down. Uh, um, yeah. What, what about what about the bunkhouse? Perhaps the guardhouse is a yeah. The residence is sorry. That's that what I was referring protected. to. Uh, Leonard speaks up and goes, yeah, it, sh- "It should be fine. I mean, it's where we all stay." I already don't trust this. Well, we should head in here first anyway, because I mean, it's the middle of the night, and that's where Doctor Lang would be. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to clear this house out anyway. Uh, Lenny is looking at the gore, and he's shaking his head like, would people I know, live and die by the dog sled here. Would I know basic Spanish? I, You speak French, so you could probably muddle through some of it. I might, um, as we're just moving, accidentally trip over uh, Leonard and just knock him so he's caught off guard and say, excuse me, in Spanish. Uh, he looks up at you as you say, excuse me, uh, and uh, in Spanish, you know, he's de nada, uh, you speak Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. It's in about Spanish. <laughs> Leonard kind of laughs and goes, that, it, "It's okay. I'm only half. Uh, it's been a while since I half had what? to. I, I'm 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 half Mexican." And honestly, would not have guessed that. <laughs> my, oh, Winkler sounds Mexican. Mexican. On my mother's side. On my mother's side. <laughs> She 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 basically raised me on her own. I don't care, but it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be asking you about your personal life or anything. Like I don't. Okay. <laughs> Let's go into the residences. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Gonna head over there. I'm gonna unhook the dogs from the sled, but they'll all still be kind of hitched together. Yeah. Okay. You guys bring them in, and as soon as you walk in, uh, Leonard's like, Doctor Lang, Doctor Lang, and he starts. Wandering around, and you're in. You walk in, Somebody and it's this large. Them. It's this large, uh, like entrance hall thing. Uh, think of like a dorm room where there's this large stairwell in the center. And the foyer, yeah, the foyer, and then um, there's larger rooms that are off on the side, marked with double doors, and there are things like marked cafeteria or uh, 
um, storage room or whatnot as you're making your way in. And he is standing at the base of the stairs yelling up okay. for Dr. Wang. Dr. Wang shh, do not rush off anywhere until we say where we're going. Be quiet. Okay. Are you okay? I'm gonna... it's, it's eerily quiet and he is now... Torches? Uh, I saw the lantern. Give me my lantern back. There you go. Uh, I will also light my lantern. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we only needed one. Okay. Uh, are you guys going to bed down for the night? Are you going to look no, for... No, we want to see what's in this house. Okay. We just have two dead bodies. Can we... Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's just chill out. Uh, uh, I'd like to go a little bit further in, uh, find a place to put the dogs... So yeah, that we don't have to babysit them. There's there's a large mess hall like cafeteria and and a lot of these tables have been pushed off to the side, so it's this large open space. I guess I good enough. Uh, there is like one table set up with like chairs around it. Leonard, why don't you stay here with the dogs because they know and trust you and you unhook them, uh, and I, we'll do a sweep upstairs. Okay, sounds good. I will join the sweep. Okay. Am I just sitting with Leonard because I'm like insane? I uh, by the, the time you're in and with everything, uh, the vision <laughs> too will not split okay. the party. Yeah. Um, rifle on my back. I'll check my uh, pistol now. Okay. Revolver. Uh, excuse me, Mister Officer. Inside buildings and short, you know, hallways. Perhaps maybe that shotgun you just found might be of use. Allow me to just check the mechanics. <laughs> Would okay. you like it? Whoa, ten. That's Fine. a. That's a hard success. I got 20 hard success. No, that's an extreme success. I got a hard success as well. Charity, you coming with that? Oh, no, I'm sitting with one. <laughs> oh, you're not coming up with us? No. Two, of us, two of us are hard. One of us is extreme. You guys are walking around upstairs. Uh, there's a lot of locked rooms up here, rooms that aren't really in use, and you could tell not a lot of these upper floors are in use. You make your way back downstairs, and um, you actually have found that there's six or seven rooms that have fairly consistent use to them um, and have like furniture set up on them and, and personal pictures and whatnot. And you see uh, one room is kind of cocked open, like the door is cocked open. And as you open it up, you see a very uh, uniform, like militaristically laid out room. There's a bed, uh, which is basically a glorified cl- uh, cot, a small side table and a dresser. It's pretty Spartan. Very Spartan. You would take this one, Rip. This is the room you find. You open up the closet and you see a line of uh, women's clothing and more lab coats and whatnot as, as you look through. You also see pictures of family and you recognize the woman you have lit up as a torch. You see pictures of her with uh, a rather good looking gentleman wearing military clothes. Um, on a picture off to the side. With your hard success, you open up the drawers of... Extreme success. With your extreme success, you open up the drawer and you actually see the small uh, jewelry case. And as you open it up, there's a couple small uh, necklaces and whatnot, but the thing that's kind of on display is a wedding ring that has been removed and placed there. I'm going to keep that. Okay. Uh, You also see a set of dog tags. What do they say? They say uh, Jonathan Meyer. The date of birth is nineteen like nineteen hundred, and the date of death is uh, nineteen seventeen. Are are we still doing a check for a hard pass or an extra extreme? 
Uh, yeah, if, if you're passing, uh, make a mark yep. down. Um, you are in Melody Meyer's room. Uh, you have found effects for her deceased husband. Yeah. Um, as well as her old wedding ring. Um, and you find uh, in her book, sh- in her side table, a notebook that has scrawlings inside of it. And the, the, the first half of it are just notes of, you know, this is the type of metal we found. And, and they're this very. This is really interesting to me. I'm going to keep this. Yeah. Okay. So, but as you flip to the back, the, the writing becomes slightly more. Uh, like the penmanship becomes slightly more erratic. Uh, and within a couple days of this daily journal of discoveries and whatnot, it's, it's clearly that this is a journal or a diary of some sort. Um, there's just more of this Inuit looking writing that has been scrawled through here. And it goes from being a pen to being this dark brown kind of substance that has been scrawled through. This is blood. Uh, that's what you find. Uh, gun. You find another room very spartanly decorated. You open up the closet. There is um, lab coats and a elderly gentleman's attire. Um, however, in the back, in a, a zippered up container, is a old German officer's uniform. You open it up and on the name tag is uh, the name Lang and it's got all of its medals. With your history in the military, you look at the medals. None of these are medals given out during the First War, like during the Great War. The Great War. Uh, all of these are from past conflicts and whatnot, like be- before the Great War. You look around the rest of the room. You're clearly in Dr. Lang's room. Uh, there's an organized notebook. Uh, there's his basic effects. There's no mark for uh, jewelry. There's no personal pictures. There's none of that. It is just a blank room. The only kind of decoration that there is, is there is a uh, picture of Mary on the wall. That's just like a rough painting of Mary holding sweet baby Jesus. Okay. Okay. Cool. Martin. Bonjour. Uh, You are looking through and you find uh, uh, Ryan's room. And there is, um, like, there's something stuck behind the door. And you give it a push as it opens again. And this room looks like a bombshell has gone off. There is scrawlings all over the wall in uh, chalk and this, and blood and, and uh, fecal matter. And Ugh. it's just, this room has gone crazy. And you look, you look behind the door to see what it was that was behind it. And you see that the bookshelf... Not the sorry. The the dresser has fallen and was kind of pinned up against the door, and you had to use your shoulder to open up the door to knock it back. Um, but before you do, you see the back of the dresser, and the back has been removed from the dresser, and you can see the inside. Um, a large drawing has been like carved into it, and you see this um, warped. Uh, looking man. It's tall and just like the silhouette of a man and um, it's carved in with a knife and there's blood pouring. Like there's there's blood that's been poured over it and and used to to carve this thing in repeatedly. Right? On this back panel and this thing is like pressed up against the wall. What's the, what position is the man in? He's standing. It's just the silhouette of a standing man with elongated features. Um, Can I see your facial features? There is no facial feature to it. Like long fingers and stuff? Uh, Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Hmm, uh, what else is going on in this room? Uh, Do I recognize the languages? It's it's all English. You do see some of the same Inuit, like ancient Inuit mm-hmm. carvings on the walls as well, like these these symbols that have been carved in. Um, but for the most part, it's uh, he will come in the deep dark. He will arrive, and, and these kind of crazy scrawlings across the wall. This uh, is the room of Ryan, who we found in the town. This is the crazy guy from the, the town. town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you see scrawled out like re- repetition of the words of just you know he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming all the way down. Right. right? Um, you see another little phrase. You know, burn the light, burn the light, burn the light, and uh, hide from day is scrawled on the wall as well. And then these things are just it. It honestly, this place looks like an absolute mess of a crazy person has been here, right? And then there's a need to get out. Um, can't stop seeing them. Um, he will, he will end all life. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's this, this room is just absolutely destroyed. Is there any, um, desk or drawers or anything where I can investigate? Um, uh, yes, but it's all personal effects that have just been pulled out and strewn across the room. Okay. Okay. I even poke my head in. Uh, yeah, you poke your head in and you see the same scene. Bonjour, uh, Rip. I imagine your room is not as inviting as mine. Uh, this is a good place to take crime scene photos? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm a police officer. I no. I just, I'm doing. trying to help. I'm a little out of my depths here. It's No, it's good. I will take crime scene photos. I was not going to do that, but now I will. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you set up your camera to start taking uh, crime scene photos. And the three of you have your things going on upstairs. Charity, you are sitting downstairs with um, uh, Leonard, and you hear the sound of them moving around upstairs. And Leonard turns to you and goes, this is weird. Dr. Lang's always here. He never goes to the caves by himself. I, I don't think that's where he'd be. Um, but if, if they haven't found him yet, he... Something's not right. Yeah, I think something very bad happened here while yeah. you were away. If we find Dr. Lane, we should be fine. He, he'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you hear a knock at the door. <laughs> in the front door. Great. A loud, booming knock. What do we oh, hear this? Do we, yeah, do we and hear you this? guys hear this as well. Okay. I will yell down. I will yell down. Do not let that person in. If they are supposed to be here, they will know how to get in. If they need to knock, then they need our help to enter. You are upstairs. They're in the mess hall. You just said I heard it. Yeah, you heard it. So you're yelling this down the stairs? Towards them? I think it'd be pretty important that I yell, do not let that person in. Okay. Because a door opens. (laughs) I'm going going to try try to look with Gunther across the hall and then just... Book it to the stairs? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're running. I got, I got my knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm aiming yeah. my rifle. Okay. As you guys run downstairs. Stay behind me. I will follow them. This okay. door opens up and you hear, uh, hello? Um, guys? And you guys run downstairs and deputy... Kelvin Keith, he is the deputy that you guys met before. He was the one that kind of helped you and was like apologetic about Sullivan. Um, And standing next to him is a young woman. Earlier that day. 
Megan. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Hi, Megan. Um, Holy shit, when did you get here? <laughs> you have arrived in Radiance Yukon. The train has stopped and will be stopped for a day or two while it transfers supplies. Um, you are probably on your way up to Anchorage or into a Nookbook Pass where there is a large hospital that, due to a recent flu epidemic that has gone through the region, is short-staffed. So having just finished your training, this is where you have been kind of dispatched. Stations. Right? And you're young and don't have any roots and maybe have this sense of adventure to you. Uh, Absolutely. So, so you are you have a couple days stuck in radiance, and you've pulled your your luggage out of the train, and you've set up a room inside of the local uh, tavern called the Wolf's Jaw Inn, and uh, in a bar, mm-hmm. and you're setting up your stuff, and you hear a commotion outside, followed by uh, two gunshots, a scream. And then a third gunshot. Um, You go to peer outside and you arrive just in time to see uh, a gigantic man uh, with thick black hair, thick beard, and a blood-coated knife standing over the body of another man whose the top head of his uh, the top of his head has been blown away. You see a uh, Another large man looks a bit of like a woodsman, big bushy beard, I'm assuming. Mustache. Uh, uh, a mustache, big mustache, uh, standing over this body as well, and he's holding on to his neck. Mm. And with your uh, nurse eyes, you see he's actually suffered quite a major wound to his neck, and he's got this thing held on. You see a uh, older, thin, five foot three, 130 pounds soaking wet police officer standing there and he is holding his stomach and you see uh, the edges of his intestines now protruding from his gut as he's holding these in and he's sitting there gasping and you see another young woman um, darker skin standing over uh, the body and you see this little Derringer pistol smoking as she shot this thing in the back of the head and uh, you see these three police officers come up. One of them is this massive hulk of a man who stares eye to eye with this monster with the knife. Like they're eye to eye. And he is screaming um, at them. You see uh, this other deputy who's kind of got this glint in in his eye that sets you back. Something's not right about that guy. And like he's sitting there and he's got his gun loaded and ready to bear. Right? And then... There's another guy who's young, maybe a couple years older than you, who's sitting there and he looks terrified. Uh, He looks concerned. And as uh, the crazy one walks over and picks up this body and uh, starts dragging it away with this gigantic hulk of a a sheriff. Um, And they start walking away. You see this younger guy say something real quick to this group and then take off with them. Within a couple minutes, you see another man approach, skinny, wearing uh, a large wool coat um, with large, you know, bottle, the bottom of a bottle glasses, like thick bottle glasses. And uh, an argument is had 
amongst them. And you could see all of this through your window. Okay? Um, I need you to do me a favor. Roll a spot hit. So if I get below my lowest, that's like an awesome? Yeah, that's an yeah. extreme. So I got an extreme. Cool. Um, as you're watching, you see um, these birds fly in and they rest uh, on the building, edges of the building around. And these birds are huge. They're crows. Um, but they're five feet tall standing there. They're huge birds. And they are looking down at this group of people with red eyes. And, and there's some ominous sense to them. And you're actually pulled away from the window as one of them lands across the street and looks dead in your eyes. <laughs> you are about to leave uh, your room after hiding from this bird when you hear someone stomping up the stairs. And you look out to see this monster of a man with a um, look of intent in his eyes and you close your door real quick. Hopefully. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Not wanting to interact with That's a hard no. Uh, you hear him stop at the top of the stairs and then you hear him unlock a door and drag out um the sound of something heavy. Um, like he's grunting as he's pulling whatever this is out of the room. Um, and within 15, 20 minutes or so, you hear uh, the sound of them all arguing and then leaving this this wolf's jaw in. Um, when you make your way back downstairs, you note that there's no one in this tavern anymore. Um, even the tavern owner, who is this lovely little woman, has disappeared. Uh, the, the kitchen is empty. You, like, walk around, and even the bartender, who was this, uh, young 20s, um, woman who was nice to you when you walked in, like, she's now gone, too. And you walk out, and, of, of the tavern, and you see that the, the city is oddly calm. Um, there's a large spot of blood on the ground. And you lean over to, like, see the blood and test the blood, and there's something off about it. This blood is old blood. And you you know, whoever just died here, whoever that guy who just got shot in the head, uh, like, half an hour ago, is... This blood is way too old for that. Yeah. This is... This is goopy it's it's congealed yeah okay and you're sitting there mixing like testing the blood in your fingers when that younger deputy comes running around uh the corner towards the inn again and he stops and he sees you and he goes uh and he looks at your attire mm -hmm. which it's cold outside uh what are you wearing so i would still be in my nurse's outfit i wear it all the time yeah um uh, <laughs> my hat is on Okay. I've um, got a nice little white cap, very clean, very pressed. Um, I'm imagining she has like a thick shawl that she wears over top when she's okay. going outside. Um, so yeah. Uh, he stops and goes, uh, nurse? Nurse Gertrude, yes. We need your help. Uh, can you uh, come with me now, please? Uh, now, now. I, I need to get my things, my things. Yeah, okay, hurry up. We we need to go. Yep, yes, absolutely. Okay. I'll run upstairs, grab my medical kit. <laughs> which you carry. The Just milk like, container. Yeah. Which is that to hold that nothing falls out. Like yeah. laundry. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, you run downstairs with this medical kit in your in your arms. And he goes, good, good, good. And he leads you towards the sheriff's courthouse. Okay. And and you walk into the courthouse with him and he goes, my, my name's uh, Deputy Keith. Um, something weird is happening and I just need you to double check something for me. Do you have a moment? Uh, absolutely, yes. Okay. Um, back room, just head on to the back room. And he goes and closes the door and you hear the click of it locking. Oh. Like he locked me in this room? Uh, with... No, no, no. Oh, he's okay. in there with you. He's like <laughs> he's locking the door behind him. I don't know if it's better that he's in there with you. <laughs> he's locking the door behind him. Okay. Right? Um, you are led to this back room, which looks like an interrogation room. Is mm. this room that he leads you to. And uh, on the table is a headless corpse. This man is naked. Uh, and you see long drawn fingernails that have signs of um, frostbite to them mm. right but they're long longer than any human hand should like any human fingernail should be right so long and pointed that they are sharp to the like and you could tell right off bat they are just sharp yeah. and you see that this man's head has been removed now the one thing that is weird to you is the chest is still rising and lowering. And Keith goes, my boss came in and uh, dug around in the head for a little bit and then him and uh, and Hale left uh, and left me here with the body. Uh, what? And he points to it. Can... Well, this certainly just should not be. I guess I'll do some kind of a... Medicine check, if you'd like to determine. I would like to see what I can see is going on on this chest cavity here. Uh, so that is... Ooh. It's all, so it's a bad thing to roll like a 98, isn't it? You rolled a 98? I did. So that, that is actually a critical failure. Yeah, it's great. It is, uh, for Gertrude. It is a botch. <laughs> Good. Is that your first roll? That's my... Yeah. <laughs> Good. You go over to start inspecting the body. Yeah. Um, as you are inspecting his body, you note like uh, his chest is rising and falling, but it's very irregular. This is not breath, mm. right? There's something pushing and drawing the chest in to cause the facsimile of breath. Oh, good. This is um, gonna be fun. And you come to that conclusion just as one of these large clawed hands strikes up and wraps around your throat. Oh, shit. Um, He's going to make an attack against you. Okay. Um, You have an option to dodge Mm -hmm. or uh, to fight back if you would like. So if you want to punch him back and cause his attack to miss or dodge out of the way of the claw, um, you have that choice. Um, I feel like her initial reaction would be to, like, smack hand out of her, like... And okay, uh, let's let's call that a dodge because you're, you're not trying to hurt. Him. No, it would just no. be to defend, I guess. Yeah, so you're rolling your dodge and trying to get lower than your dodge number. Uh, Is this your dodge? Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> you take seven damage. Okay. As this claw um, digs into your uh, shoulder and your. Uh, chest, okay. right? And digs in and punctures your skin as and like gets you right in the chest. Okay? 
uh, it, this unearthly gurgle erupts from its neck stump, and you see erupting from the head this thick, uh, viscous fluid, uh, this blackish goop that is just gurgling out of its neck as it moves to, uh, Right itself. Sorry. Terry? Sweet Good God. <laughs> uh, at this point, you hear another shot go off as, and the body goes limp again as uh, Deputy Keith has his revolver trained on this thing and shoots it in the ribs. Mm. Okay? Um, the hand is still embedded in you, but slowly pulls itself out and lands limp on the ground. You are... Um, bleeding heavily, you've actually taken what is called a major wound. Okay. Which means you are going to uh, slowly bleed unless you are stabilized. Can I stabilize myself? You can. You can perform first aid on yourself. Fantastic. I will do that. Before I do that, however, comma. Uh, (laughs) Leave them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But the body that's in here now, it does it actually it's like stop moving completely. Do you want to stick around and find out? Um, is there a lantern in this room? Uh, the the light is a very uh, primitive form of like electricity. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and he, the other one's still in the room with me, right? Like he, who was yeah. the guy. That Keith shot? is still Keith in the room. Like, Keith, yeah. God damn it. Um, um, I would advise getting rid of this body somehow, somehow, some way. Um, perhaps a burning of some kind, because um, that's not right, and I need to um, do a thing, so I'm going to be right back. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keith nods and grabs this meat hook, like this this large hook, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't have a sharpened end on it. It's like what they would use to drag like someone who's unconscious and drunk through the snow into the into the drunk tank and he grabs this thing and hooks under the arms and pulls this body to the back. Mm. Uh, roll the first hit. That is a... Um, that is a... It's good. I did it. It's did good? It good? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you um, seal off the wounds um, which will heal one hit point. Ooh. You could spend longer to do a medicine but I have a feeling you don't want to necessarily do that right now. No. Okay. Um... So you hear a door close behind as uh, Deputy Keith is pulling this body outside. Mm. Oh, like out into the back of the courthouse. <laughs> I just watch him do this. Okay. Or, uh, yeah. It's up to you. What do you want to do? Um, I'll go give him assistance. Okay. Uh, you walk out back to see him um, throwing lantern oil on this body and like, mm. with, with a match. And this thing goes up and you hear this sickening squeal noise and you hear this gurgling as well as uh, this body rapidly faster than your trained nurse's uh, trained nurse's eyes eyes would would determine this body burns up quickly Hmm. right Um, and with this squeal that it emits around the entire area you um, I need you to roll a spot hidden fail okay um you are focused on this okay and this thing is squealing and and you see keith he's still got his gun drawn and he looks at you and goes um what 
I absolutely don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I am but a nurse. <laughs> so the sheriff and and Hale left, and I I checked the church real quick before I came here, and they're all gone too. Um, I don't know what to do here. Uh, we need to get somewhere safe, I guess. Um, well, I saw a group of folks recently leave. Oh, yeah. They were going to the outpost. How um, are they getting there? Oh, they were on dog sled. Shit. What do we have to our disposal? Not, we don't have a dog. Uh, we might have a dog sled. Come with me. And, and he uh, takes off through the courthouse. Uh, roll another spot hidden as you're running through. That is a pass. Okay. As you're running through the courthouse... Wait, uh, no. That's a fail. As you're running through the courthouse, you see a door that opens and then you exit through it. Excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, you and uh, Deputy Keith, you make your way down into... Uh, uh, down one of the streets, there's a city map here. Um, if someone wants to share that with Megan, you guys are at the courthouse, the territorial courthouse, which is number four, okay. across the street there from the um, tavern, mm-hmm. um, and you are making your way to the kennels, which is number eight. So you run down Main Street yep. along King George Boulevard, and as you get to the kennels, um, you what you see there is. Uh, like a fire hall house. It's got this large bay door. Mm. Um, and you hear the sound of barking, pained barking on the inside. Something is happening inside there. And there's these howls and screaming of, of dogs. Um, what would you like to do? Um, does it look like there's a sled of some kind in this room? Or is it just the dogs? Uh, there, uh, there are several sleds kind of stacked up amongst each other mm-hmm. beside the Okay, got you. Um, but do you have any experience with these dogs? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've driven them before. I'm from in the area. Like, I'm from Yellowknife, so I, I've, I, I've been here before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want me to get the thing ready? And you can tell this guy is incapable of making any sort of decision himself. Yeah. Are you okay, right? sir? Are you okay? Um, I've seen some weird stuff today and uh, you look in his eyes and he is uh, his eyes are failing to like focus on you okay well yeah like okay mm. and he's he's breathing hard um, roll a medicine um, or a psychology I was gonna do um, a charm actually okay so you can do charm and then just be like, well, we need to get our heads about us. We need to get on our way. So I need you to calm down. And I need us to get things organized, okay? Okay, okay. Uh, roll a charm. No. Uh, he stands there and goes, uh, I'll, I'll get the cart. You want to get the dogs? Oh, I'll do my best. Okay, and he goes over and he starts, there's some heavy strapping that he has to pull to, to get these carts off, and he starts working on that, and you make your way over to the big bay doors. Um, and you look inside, and you see a um, middle-aged woman. Uh, she has bright, fiery red hair, and she has a baseball bat. Mm. And this baseball bat is covered with fur and blood, and she is going from... She is 
opening the door to one of the kennels, mm-hmm. and she walks in and just starts beating the hell out of one of the dogs. It yelps in pain as she is driving this baseball bat into this uh, uh, husky over and over again. And even after the husky dies, clearly dies, she gives it another three or four whacks, turning this thing into goop. Am I safe to assume I assume this person is crazed? And as she pulls back and walks away from that kennel and turns to walk further, she makes eye contact with you. And her eyes have gone red. Completely red. Like, color of deep scarlet. Um, like, maybe her eyes are just nothing but globules of blood, almost. And she looks at you, and this high-pitched, gurgling scream erupts from her. Okay, let's see if there's a weapon in my vicinity of some kind. Roll a spot hidden. Damn. I haven't rolled below a 70. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a 17. Is it? Okay. No, that was wrong. Okay. That's 17. But, <gasps> but what is that? Is that an extreme success? Um, for a sight hidden? No. Just regular. Is it a hard success? Or is it just a regular success? If it's in between the two numbers, it's a regular success. So there's the big number, yeah. that will be a regular success. Yeah. The half number will be a hard success, and then the fifth number is an extreme success. That's a hard success. Hard success. Uh, you look... Uh, you see, um, propped up against the wall, a large uh, trank gun that is propped up on the wall. It's beyond your reach from where you currently stand. Yeah. But... Uh, there is a trank gun there, and you have no idea if it's loaded. She screams at you and goes to move. What's your dexterity? Because we're moving into combat. Okay, cool. 50. 50? Um, you actually go before her. Cool. So what would you like to do on your turn? I would, I would like to grab the gun. Okay, you go grab the gun. Yeah. Um, that's just part of your move. You can move and grab the gun. That's fine. Okay. And then I would like to attempt to fire this gun at okay. this person. <laughs> Roll a firearms rifle. Now remember, you can push the roll or use luck if you would like. It's a regular success. Regular success. Okay. Her only option, because she's beyond the range, mm-hmm. is to dodge. She steps to the side oh, as a <laughs> thick dart flies out of this thing and embeds in the wall behind. Hmm. She steps to the side and makes her way towards you. She gets close to you and she will swing her baseball bat overhead toward you. Good. You have an option to dodge or to fight back against this, which you could use the butt of the gun and slam it up against her. This would be a brawl. So my brawl. But if you hit back, you will do damage. So that's the difference between. So yeah, I'll fight back with the gun. Okay. Yeah. Oh. That is a hundred. Oh, that could have gone any worse. You rolled a one (laughs) hundred. I'm so good to see you again. Um. 
<laughs> push it. Dan looks visibly stressed. Push it. <laughs> it can't get worse than a crit fail. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So how do I do that? You just roll it again and you hope for an ex- uh, a hard success. I mean, apparently it gets worse if you don't get it this time, but I don't see how. Um, so that's still a fail. What? What's your total? Uh, 34 of 25. Can she smash luck into this? You can smash luck into this. So I need to smash, like, uh, 9 to pass. Mm-hmm. Sure, of course. It's either that or you get smashed in the face with and a moon of six points anyway, right? Yeah. She swings overhead and you drop down to one knee and drive the stock of this gun up into her jaw. Uh, roll a. Uh, what's your uh, bonus dice? Do you have a bonus dice? your combat. It'll be on the bottom right hand side of your... I do not. Okay. Roll a d4. Mm-hmm. Four. Four. You clock her in the jaw and you hear the sickening crunch and you would recognize the sound and the visual of someone's jaw shattering. You crack her in the jaw and she looks down at you and her jaw's broken and her and hanging loose and her mouth is open wider than it should and her tongue is out right lolling out of her mouth and she just does this scream against you in this high pitch scream i need you to roll singles um 48 48 uh what's your total sanity 55 yeah you're good yeah. you're, uh it is your turn in the combat what would you like to do um, I would like to shove and run if I could. Okay, do a brawl. Yeah. She's gonna roll the fight back. So I'm assuming I know that this gun only has one. You piece don't. Of ammo in it. You don't. For the type of gun that it is, would it not just be that it's a, a one ammo gun? It's a good assumption. For the um, brawl. For the brawl? Yeah. Okay. She also failed with her fight back. Okay. So you can just run. I'll just run. Okay. You go to push her, and uh, as you push her, she goes to swing at you, and you kind of just fall. She kind of just falls on top of you. And you roll off to the side, get up on your feet, and you book it out the door. (laughs) Where? Um, To where I saw the dog, where the dog sleds are. Okay. They're just on the side of the building. And you see Keith, he's got one of these dog sleds out, and he, and he looks at you. I just sees, screaming his name. <laughs> um, he pulls out his gun, and as this woman turns the corner uh, to follow you, he is going to shoot her. Keith's a badass. <laughs> Keith brings up his gun and shoots, and uh, you see the neck of this woman just explode. Her head rolls off to the side and she hits the ground and kind of skids to a stop Hmm. by you. Um, And you push yourself back as you see this black, thick, viscous fluid start to pour out from the wound. Hmm. And so Keith is pretty much probably like right beside me now? Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got the card out. Okay. He's like, okay, well, um, I don't have any dogs. Um, and I don't know how many might be left, so, and I'm not going back in there by myself, so we better get it together yeah, yeah, and yeah. coming with me. Uh, fair, <laughs> and he kind of looks over the body, and as he does, this thick, 
black worm starts to work its way out of the stump of the neck. Um, It's... um, You actually see these little tendrils wrap out from it and push itself out from the the hole in the esophagus. Pushes itself out. and um, It kind of slumps down uh, like a gogurt tube being emptied. Like, it just empties. Oh, good. Right? And, and, uh, you and Keith are standing directly... His name's Kelvin. You and Deputy Keith are sitting there, uh, standing, looking down at this thing happening. Um, I need you to roll another sanity save, please. Okay, Um, that's a bail. I rolled 92. So, what was your roll? Uh, 92. 90. Shit. Okay. Um. How many, you can only push dice once, or what is that? No, you can push, you can't push sanity. Sanity? No, no. Um, you could only spend luck, but that's not gonna work. Um, okay. You are going to take... Nine sanity damage. Okay. And then make an intelligence roll. Alright. Still rolling high? Or? I rolled a 97. You're good at this. Good. <laughs> that's, that's also a critical fail. Man. Okay. Seeing this thing, this, this goopy black worm uh, thing looks up at you and you see it's m- the end of it kind of open up into a toothy mouth. And there's just circles of teeth, and it looks like you're looking down into infinity. There's this deep red light pit down on the inside of this thing as it looks up at you, and you black out. You wake up. Two and a half, three hours later, you're not quite sure how long. You are now terrified of anything that is worm-like. So while you're in, while you're insane, you must fight or flee or take a penalty dice on all skill rolls. Okay. Um, when you're encountering. That's so so for two hours. You are you hours? are taking a penalty roll. No, because you uh, yeah no you were unconscious for two hours. That was oh. your temporary effect. Cool. Uh, you now take a penalty dice on skill rolls mm-hmm. for pretty much the rest of the game. Awesome. Um, and that's all we will do. But you wake up and you are outside of a encampment, uh, some sort of weird outpost of sorts. Yeah. And you look uh, forward and you see uh, Deputy uh, Keith mm-hmm. has managed to string up four dogs, that's all he could get, and led you through the woods. And uh, next to you on the cart is the charred remains of a woman that have been horribly, horribly burned. Uh, and you look over and you see it's it's basically a uh, torso. She's missing an arm. Uh, the other arm is badly burned and she's missing a leg. Um, the other leg, of course, is badly and burned. And this dead burned. body is right beside and, and it's beside and wrapped up in, in blankets and stuff, but you see that it's missing this. It's, it's mostly like tied on so it won't fall off. It's a clearly dead body. Deputy Keith kind of is shaking your shoulder and goes, we need to, I, I think we found him. I think we caught up. I'm like, the first thing I see though is this thing. Yeah. The dead body. Yeah. I will just 
flail about <laughs> like as fast as I can to roll off this um, whatever it is that I'm lying on. I'm pretty sure I don't roll it. Uh, you're on. You are dog on sled. a dog sled. Yeah. yeah. So I'll flail and roll off this dog sled as fast as possible. Okay. Um, and then stand and kind of look at my surroundings and see that like, I'm in an encampment. You're in an encampment. There are some burned out buildings to the side. There's, uh, um, you hear the sounds of barking coming from this large building just off to the front mm-hmm. of you. And you see uh, orange lights moving throughout the upper floor. Okay. Okay. This clearly occupied. Um, Deputy Keith leans over and goes, listen, we need to get inside. It is, it is way too late, and if the natives catch us out here with no support, they're going to kill us. But so, are you sure it's them? No, oh, uh, it's 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 our people. I don't know, but this is the way their tracks came. Um, they stopped around that for a while, and I don't know why it's burned, but we, we need to get inside. We need to talk to these people. All right, well, you're going first. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. And he sits there and he loads his gun and you see him curse. And you see, uh, as he's loading his gun, he puts four bullets in, which make a total of five in this six-shooter. This gun has clearly gone off more since you passed out. Okay? And he looks a little bit more weary as well. Um, Do me a favor, roll a spot hidden. God, I rolled an 83. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, so what? So what are the actual rules of pushing dice? You just you roll and uh, so basically what you do is you grab a nut. You ha- keep the same numbers. Okay. Um, but you grab another d10 and you roll it to the percentile yeah. with the two numbers. But what's the consequence of doing? It that? gets worse if you fail. Uh, your oh, consequence fail, yeah. for failure gets worse. Oh. Oh. Okay, 13 instead. Is that an extreme Which success? would be... Yes. It would be, yes, it would be. Okay. You note, uh, he's loading his gun, and his arm is kind of pressed up against his stomach, and he's loading the gun, and when he snaps it back, that arm doesn't move. He keeps that arm tight to his body. Um, and, like, the barest movement, he's wincing. You seem to be quite injured. Uh, yeah, there were wolves. How long was I out for? Uh, you were out for about two and a half hours. My goodness. There's some big, big, big fuck off wolves. Alright, well let's hope that's them. We'll get inside and we'll have a look. Oh, okay, okay. And he leans over and he knocks on the door with the butt of his gun. And then you hear some shouting from inside and he opens the door. Hello? If you look up, a large, very large bearded man with a black beard just running down the stairs brandishing a giant knife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Followed by a large uh, deputy goes, Jesus, and he lifts his gun towards the running shape towards him. Do I recognize this person as the person I saw on the street? You do, but uh, deputy Keith does as well. Okay. Um, and, uh, who are you? Deputy Keith, drop uh, your weapon. Oh, thank God, another cop. Uh, uh, Knower, right? Martin? Noir, detective. Oh, oh, yeah, um... Uh, it's been... Can we come in? Bonsoir, deputy. Entre. Come in. Okay. <laughs> Bienvenue. He, he, he slowly walks in and 
he puts his gun away and you notice he winces again as he puts yeah. it back in it's it's like I'm gonna holes. push right by you and look out the open door and like scan around to see if anything. You see another uh, dog sled with four dogs tied to it and a there's something tied up to the top of it. Alright. I am roll a spot hidden. Two. Two total? Two. That's my second that's extreme that success. That's extreme success. You recognize the body of Melody Meyer. What is left of it is tied to the top. But what you see that you did not see before you burned her was all over her body are these carvings in her flesh. Uh, you step outside and with your critical success, you see on the edge of the, of the fence wolves sitting on the edge of the outpost and they are drooling and hungry looking and their eyes are red um you look up and you see dozens of these crows on the tops of these buildings their eyes are red they're just sitting there watching i'm gonna get the dogs in quickly okay sounds like a plan uh you unhook the dogs and bring them in are and as you're close to the dogs you see what is left of this body um there is carvings and it's more of these ancient inuit inuit runes that are carved in this body just no just no 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 okay are you leaving the body outside fuck yes i'm <laughs> okay um you guys pull everybody inside and and sit down and um deputy keith it sits and he winces and holds his arm um and you are all sitting inside the mess room um, I will just run over quickly and be like, let's get this looked at now. I'll have my kit, put it down. Okay, roll a medicine. <clears throat> Luckily, I have... No, that's a medicine, or can I do first aid? <laughs> you can do first aid. It's up to you in this situation. Because uh, in first aid, I will pass that. Okay. Uh, you uh, undo his uh, large fur-lined police officer's coat that he has and and you gingerly pull that off and you see he has this huge gash along his ribs that is red and angry um his you in spots you can kind of see bone exposed of the rib cage which is scratched and marred and he just he looks like he's had a bad go um you also see uh more uh, gouges along his shoulder and Another one across his stomach this way. He's He's been through hell and back. Mm. And with your first aid, you manage to bind the wounds and, and he holds it there. And uh, he's gone a little pale. Uh, you would assume it's probably he's in the early stages of shock mm. as he um, is holding his wounds closed. But he thanks you and, and uh, I just need a rest now. I'm, uh, yeah. I'll start looking amongst the group. How we found beds. Anything to lie down. Yes. I'm going to turn to Leonard and be like, there are a bunch of locked rooms upstairs. Do they have beds in them? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the old residences for the mining uh, camp when they were in operation. Let's not stay in the, in the creepy rooms. Let's stay. Creepy rooms? No way. <laughs> I was uh, gonna point at the detective. What's what? What's the if creepy you will, I will show you in a, in a moment. Mademoiselle, is there anything you can do for this? And I will present the skirts. Wound. He has a large clawed 
gash along. Now, he's been fairly well patched up, mm-hmm. um, but to make this better, you're going to have to spend a little bit of time with it, but you could figure something out. Um, I mean, I can definitely take a try at it. Um, it might hurt, but yes. Perhaps when you're done with him, you could uh, have a look at this. And he pulls this piece of gauze away from his chin, and he's got another like uh, three claw scrape along here that has gone red and angry. And uh, as he pulls it away, like thick lines of pus and goop are pulling pulled away. Oh, most excellent! All right, so Gerst, uh, Nurse Gertrude, um, at your services. Um, what I'll need is some chairs. Um, do we have water? Anything like that around? Anything? Uh, uh, Leonard speaks up. There's probably something in the kitchen. Okay, well, it's late. Um, do we want to rest? Um, maybe I'll have a look, and then we'll have a rest, and then... I need to, I need to lie down, but yes, I'll have a look, and then we'll rest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to turn to Charity and be like, uh, let's go up and start breaking open some of these rooms for people. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to hand you the shovel. I'm going to take the pickaxe. We'll just use this pry bars. Would anybody like a gun? She has one. You have one. I don't have want one. one. Okay. Um, Detective Martin Clodois. Hi, nice to meet you. Rip! Nice to meet you. That's your name or you have a yeah. word? Uh, uh, Moses T. Ripley, but my friends call me Rip. Oh, okay. Glad to be thought of and, a friend. And I'm fine, by the way. Oh. <laughs> well, good for you. Yes, it is. Oh, I really wish people could see the facial expressions here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Charity Flanagan of oh, the North yeah. Carolina. Very nice to meet you. Flanagan. Name's Gunther. People call me Gun. Then you can tell why. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. It's not because of his guns. It's because he's, like, fully loaded. The man's a walking militia. <laughs> Amazing. Deputy Keith. Yeah. And yeah that's Winky. Dr. Leonard Winkler. God. See you on Swinky. Alright. I'm, I'm heading upstairs. Okay. Yep. Well, should we help? We can go with you. You're getting bandaged up. Oh, I thought you were just to wait for a little bit. No, no. We'll, we'll do it now. I'll have a look now and then bandage and then rest after the bandaging is We're going to worry at the rest. We're going to go find okay. linens and. Yeah, shit. you guys make your way upstairs, find linens as I you can need. help you bring your suitcases up too so that you can get a room and they're not left Other on. Other than finding rooms and laying down for the night, is there anything else you guys want to do? Uh, and heal wounds. Right. Should we post a watch as is tradition? Dog's probably good for that, if anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with leaving the dogs for it. Uh, Gun wants to ask Winky about General Officer Lang's uniform there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, roll a persuade. <laughs> I did it! Eight! <laughs> An eight. Out of ten? Out of ten. Cool. You have um, to get ten, you guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, he kind of laughs nervously and goes, Yeah. Uh, Commandant Lang. Oh. Uh, Oof. Defected uh, in the late 1800s to pursue um, his scientific interests. And those are... He's an incredibly skilled geologist and chemist. Okay. Um, He liked the militaristic lifestyle. He liked the um, order that it brought. 
but uh, just before the war, he came over here and was put to work by the McGregor industry. Uh, I uh, think you need to start leveling with us here. What are you guys searching for? What's going on? Is he German or Russian or what? Uh, uh, Dr. Lang? Dr. Lang is German. But he, he was a good guy. He had no love for his motherland. He, he just... Uh, he's lived here since before the war. Like, he, he's... Um, well, lived here. He's lived on this side of the ocean since then. He's worked with the McGregor, McGregor industry for 25 years. Where's the McGregor industry based out of? Yellowknife. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was a good guy. He respected us all, and he just, as long as we did good work, he left us alone. But uh, all we were here is there's this weird organic iron, and, and at that point he kind of goes, you know what? I can show you some. And he... Uh, goes to his room and comes back with this chunk of ore. It's about fist size. There are little holes all through it. And he takes it and he goes, watch this. And he turns it slightly. And as he turns it, the, the iron twists. And I'm going to roll a geology check. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's a success. Shouldn't do that. No, it shouldn't. And watch this. And then he lets go of the top half, and it slowly returns to its original position. That's going to be worth money. That's going to be worth money. <laughs> I look at Charity, and I'm like, that's going to be worth money. Mm. So, <laughs> chemically, this is iron. It's pure iron. Like, there's no imperfections. It's pure iron. But, and he does it again, twists this chunk of iron the size of a baseball and it slowly returns back to position. Something has caused this iron to be malleable. If we introduce, uh, what we've found is if we introduce uh, um, other influences to this metal, um, other substances, some tin, um, we make we make a steel out of it when it's in its position. Uh, like we, we, we either coat it in bronze or whatnot, it stays and, and, and it maintains that strength and shape that iron would have, but it, in its raw form is malleable. How much is there? Veins upon veins upon veins. I'd like to see this first thing in the morning. Um, I think figuring out what's going on with the metal is a, we need to find Dr. Lang. He's not here. The only other place he would be is the, the, the caves, I guess. Well, that's where the metal is. Yeah. I just, like, I'm just smiling around like, yeah, it's all, this is all working out. <laughs> I need you, Megan, to roll two medicine checks, please. Now, remember, <laughs> you are rolling with disadvantage because of insanity. So I was the first one, right? Roll all three. three. Yeah, you can go first. I'll let you go. I'll you take the higher, <laughs> so go to 82. Success. So, uh, you will gain, Terry, yeah. uh, 1d3 hit points. Oh, Two hit points. Oh, yes! Another one for Davey. Um. D3? D3? That's a three. I have first aid kits. How do those come into play? Uh, they will give advantage on a first aid check. On first aid? Alright, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Uh, you guys rest. Is there a watch happening, or are you just trusting the dogs? Trusting the dogs. I think so. We all need a full night's sleep. Okay. I will sleep with my revolver on 
under my pillow. Okay, cool. You guys make it through the night. Um, the sun rises the following morning, fairly late in the day. Um, it, it, it rises. The days are getting shorter and shorter. Um, you would suspect it's getting close to noon by the time all of you are on your feet. And the sun is finally, like, past sunup stage. Um, you go downstairs and you note that all the dogs are fine. They've all kind of intermingled with themselves. Um, and you actually smell bacon, uh, being made, like salted meats and stuff. And as you go down, you look into the kitchen and you see, um, Leonard has made a fresh pot of coffee and is making everybody breakfast in the kitchen. You guys are helping me. It's the least I could do. So, coffee? We don't have cream. You'll have to take a black, but... I would take a nose. I would also like a cup of coffee. Okay. And he pours you guys cups, and you guys get your cups of coffee or your food. You get a meal into you. Um, And actually get a chance to kind of take a moment to collect your thoughts. Um, Um, I would like to ask Leonard if there is a blueprint or a layout anywhere of the inside of the main building. Of the inside of the main building? Yeah. Um, He... Oh, of the laboratory. Yeah. Uh, No, uh, not really. I mean, there is, but it's it's fairly easy to figure out. It's it's mostly one big room that was our old process, the old processing plant from the mine. Mm. So uh, we have since gutted it, and it's really just one large room that has, uh, um, like, just our labs set up. Okay. And is there windows all the way around this building? Yes. So we can go yes, all the but way we've 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 closed most of them up. But we can see in from all the way around if we want to. Uh, from certain spots, they've closed. They've boarded up a lot of the windows. Okay. And the houses that burned down—who did they belong to? Uh, uh, one of them was an old residence that yeah. burned down before we took. Uh, like, you know that the uh, he would go on to tell you that the McGregor industry started off as McGregor, Mi- McGregor Mining Company, and they owned this land and uh, built this place to be a mining facility. So they would go to the caves, mine, bring them back here and process. Mm -hmm. So one of these buildings is a uh, massive warehouse that has just been gutted. No one's been in there for 40 years um, because it burned down in a fire 40 years ago and it's been buried in snow. We don't go in there. Uh, The other one is an old residence, that same situation. Something happened 40 years ago. No one really knows what. It was between the times when the mining stopped and the uh, lab got set back up um so are we going to go to the cave straight away or are we going to go in this lab building well i mean i'm just going to ask what is happening oh (laughs) um (laughs) i mean we followed you guys here from the city um and we were attacked multiple times by these disgusting creatures and i have no idea what is happening and now why are we going to a cave oh bonjour um 24 hours ago i arrived in radiance to be a police officer and now i'm here (laughs) well i was brought there to be a nurse and now i am here well (laughs) why did you follow us here um the town was absolutely empty there was nobody left except for one crazed woman who attacked me Interesting. That wasn't how it was when we left, was it? As you guys were leaving, you did note that the town was eerily quiet when you were riding out, except for the birds on the eaves. 
everybody obviously turned into giant birds. I think they did. Okay, what do you guys like to do? Um, uh, if you I want to go first aid check again in the morning here, can I get some benefit from it? Uh, first aid is only really good for the first little bit. Anything after will have to be medicine, so unfortunately, no, you're stuck with what you got right now. All right. Okay, well, we decided we're going to caves, so we're going to go check out that lab building, which I'm sure there's going to be something going on in there. I'm very interested in the caves, but I think searching out that lab would be the smart choice. First, yeah. Yeah, let's let's not have anything weird happening in front of us and behind us, so... <laughs> not after last time. Mr. Detective, what? you have two notebooks that you have not looked at. Oh, shoot, yeah, I would like to look into both of those notebooks. Okay. In fact, who here is your educated charity? <laughs> Will you read one or I'll read the other and we'll speed this whole thing up? Sure. I'm so, pretty educated too. Can I read mine? I have the melody. Yeah, you have you have the you have the journal from her room. Yeah. You have the notebook from, from her pocket. Yeah. And what was the other one you have? Um, no. Uh, or was Gunther that just the two one. we had? I think it was just two. I've Gunther. Gunther found one. Yeah, I found uh, Lang's. Lang's, right? That's what the other one was. Wait, which one? I knew you guys had found another one. Um, you don't have one now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you. I'd like for you to roll a science check. Uh, science geology check. Science geology. Yes. So I need a one. I can't believe you made science up for this. All game. about geology. He That's starts. You start flipping through this thing, and it's like, yeah, you can't make hide nor hair of it. Like it, it is just. Do we take a look? Nonsense. Yeah, I, I don't know what this is. You uh, lost me at sedimentary. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, sedimentary, my dear Watson. <laughs> yes. What am I rolling? You are doing the little pocket notebook. But what do you want me to roll? Uh, uh, roll an occult. Ooh, okay. Feel good about it. I've got to get 5%. That's a 68. All right. I got two books at the moment. Which one? (laughs) Just one sec. Uh, You are flipping through this notebook. Um, and these are just more of these insane ramblings. Everywhere that she could write a surface and with whatever material she was using. Same thing, same idea. Same craziness. Uh, more of the notes you found on the other room as well with the um, uh, the light must be destroyed. Um, Any of the Inuit markings at all? Everywhere. Everywhere? Then in that case, I'll pass it on to Charity to read. Okay. Okay. Um, roll a language Inuit. And while... Just over. Okay, yeah, you can't make sense of it. It's it's more of this ancient form of Inuit that's that's like dialectally different than what you're used to. You could okay, use so. luck if you want, because it's not too many. You can points. use luck. It's only like three points of luck. Um, that's all. That's up to you. That'll take me to sixty-two. Yes. Okay. I'll you're do there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you flip through and um, the Inuit is ancient and hard to work your way through but you start getting an idea of what uh, it says and what it what it what it's going through um, and it's a pictographic language so it, it's you are reading and you get uh, an idea that the the worms grow and the the 
the evil grows and the darkness grows and the light pushes it back and the light must be held at bay the light must be destroyed right and these are all things that you're finding here and it's it's um she'll write a phrase in english and it'll be something along the line of you know uh fear the beasts um they are his messengers or something like that and then the inuit will be the same or will be a completion of the thought in some sense um, where it'll say something like, they are his messengers, we must do as they say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it flips back and forth in that way. Okay. Um, I've got Lang's notebook and I've got Melody's journal. Which would you like to do first? Let's do the journal. Okay. Roll it. Uh, roll a, uh, um, roll a language own for this one. Uh, no, roll a library use. This is what it's used for. Uh, I'm going to spend two luck points to get a success on that. Okay, cool. Uh, You are flipping through, and uh, the very base level of this book is... um, It's a daily journal of her uh, observations. So a lot of it is about the malleability, about the the iron. And uh, you find out that she's kind of a specialist in um, alloys, is what she was a specialist of. And... She found it very weird that uh, these um, trails were were drilled within, or, or will, were appear, appearing within the iron. Um, so her notes are very much towards the um, what kind of thing would create these um, tunnels throughout the um, iron. Does she have thoughts? Uh, she does. She uh, is like it could be some sort of worm. But no worm could eat through iron. Um, it could be a uh, um, some sort of gas uh, effect that is uh, imposing on the iron, which is causing it to expand in ways that are creating facsimiles of what look like tunnels, but are just you know vents for gas to get out. <coughs> but whatever it is. The areas around the tunnels themselves are far more malleable than the deeper into the metal you go. Does she have any hypothesis about what the actual um, iron being able to twist is about? No, no. Uh, it seems like that would have been more like the material of the iron itself. That would have been more lang. All right. So I'm going to flip over to that one then. Okay. Uh, real quick, as you are flipping through the back, um, she mentions that she got a... Uh, metal sliver in one of the books uh, in one of the diary pages and and your your eyes kind of catch it and you move on uh, and then you flip through like two weeks and uh, the she says the sliver has got infected um, it's taken over most of my uh, like the the infection has spread into uh, most of my arm um, I really hope that uh, Leonard gets back soon since you know he's he's supposed to be bringing new medicine kits with him and, and uh, uh, more supplies to maybe help us take care of I'm going to show that portion to Leonard and say, you were too late. Like, why? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, he breaks down in tears and goes, well, I've got the supplies. But keep them nearby in case someone else gets a sliver is my point. Yeah. Um, and you would note that the arm that was ripped off is the arm that got infected. Sure. Okay. Okay. 
Um, and then as the diary pages go further on, she starts just putting in random words uh, as she's going. Like, she'll be writing about some sort of uh, detail on the alloy and will have written, like, tack. Or will have written... Um, Are they real words? Or are they... No. Um, and then you realize, as you continue flipping, these, these little almost verbal bursts, but just in written form, turn into these symbols. And every single day, it gets a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. And within two weeks of mentioning that sliver... Um, the back pages are just absolute insan- insanity. All right. They they are the ramblings of a mad woman who um, complains about uh, earlier in the pages. She's complaining about how the sun hurts her eyes and and how um, it's really they found that it's it's best if we mine during the night, right? Sure. Um, okay. And then it's it's devolved into this grotesque insanity that you're finding written everywhere within this place. Okay. And a Dr. Lang's notebook. What am I rolling for that? Uh, roll a geology. Yay. Just imagining everybody sitting in a circle with books right now. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to push it. Okay. <laughs> um, but I still fail. Okay. But I didn't crit fail this time, so I'm okay. Right? This is written in German. Uh, I think it's French. <laughs> and as as you're as you're uh, flipping through, you're finding words you understand that are like based off of the the actual science of the geology, like like it, the chemical composition of uh, certain metals or certain alloys or whatnot. You're recognizing some of these terms, but the rest of it is gibberish to you. Okay. Um, you're not going to find any. Um, but the one thing you will note is. Um, the last entry was marked four days ago. Okay. All right. It, it's useless. Okay. What are you guys doing? I guess, the lab? I guess we're going to the laboratory. Mm-hmm. Going to um, Should we uh, get a bit of rope or something and take one of these dogs in with us? At least they'll sense stuff coming before we will. They've been relatively useless. Well, they, they stopped and knew when that thing was there before we did. That's a good it's point. True. We should leave Lenny and and the deputy behind to, with the other dogs. Doctor, would you like to stay outside? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'll I'll, I'll watch our backs. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll take a dog. Okay, you you take a dog and uh, you make your way over to the. Um, you walk out of this building and the sun is bright. Um, and you could see for miles. You don't see any crows. You don't see any wolves. Nothing. Um, How's the uh, charred remains of Melody? Um, <laughs> they're gone. Oh, Melody has, is gone? That's good. Okay. That's any, good. Any track? Uh, you you actually see her... Uh, the, the cart outside has been pushed what looks like maybe 30 feet um, up against where the kennels were. That's where where you saw the sled before. It's about thirty feet over from where it was, and the straps are uh, that she was tied down with are like ripped apart and laying there. But she's gone. Pushed along the wheels or pushed like against? It's the a wheel. sled. There aren't wheels. Oh, sorry. What the hell am I thinking? But the rails. I'm yes. thinking caught. Yeah, yeah. So she, she. Uh, yeah, that's it, what it, it was. Pushed yeah. sideways. Yeah. 
Can I do a track check to see if... Yep, you can. She got up or something helped her or... Uh, I did not. Okay. You see no tracks. There there aren't any wolf tracks, no man tracks, nothing. Can I try? I mean, it doesn't hurt to try, right? Yeah, it doesn't hurt to try. I look around the, mis- in the media area. I'll be looking around the tree lines or whatever to see if anything's there. Uh, no, I don't do it. You see no wolf tracks or man tracks. Uh, I, spot hidden. Oh, is it spot hidden? Uh, no, no, for I him. Oh, okay. Well. 99. 99. Yeah, you see nothing. Uh, that is a critical failure. Um, the light off the snow uh, is something that you should have grown accustomed to, but being inside and traveling so long in the yeah. night, you walk outside and you are suffering from some hardcore day blindness right now. My eyes are blind, but I can see. Come on, Dad. Okay, what do you guys do next? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Uh, I, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to take the little old Frenchman off to the side and say... I'm not old. Well, I am in 1922. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did we hear anybody moving in the night? Like, we're all sitting here looking around going, who did this? And I can think of seven people. I didn't move. Oh, are you asking me if I heard anyone? Yeah. You guys are standing around. Did I hear anyone? No, I pulled them off to the side. Oh, okay. You two are standing around, and you're looking at the people who are outside. And there's Charity, there's uh, Gun, there's the two of you. Uh, the nurse has made her way out, and so has uh, uh, Lenny, but Keith is not outside. Well, I thought Lenny was staying inside with the dogs. Uh, I thought you were having him outside to watch the backs with all of the dogs, and you were going to go in with one dog. Yeah. That's, uh, what, I, that's what I understood. Okay, I was under the impression that... Oh, you want him to stay inside with the dogs? Okay. And not get fucking eaten, Okay, is yeah. the point, by giant goddamn crows. Uh, I'll just stick my head into the residences and yell for uh, Deputy Keith. Uh, Lenny pops his head out. He hasn't come down yet. Go and get him. Uh, I've got stuff on the burner. Take it off the... Stay there. I'll go. Good, so when you come with me? Yeah, I'm coming with you. Fine. Yeah. All right, and while we're going up there, I'm telling you, you know, do we really trust everybody that we're with? No, I don't even trust you. Uh, that's <laughs> insulting, but intelligent. <laughs> okay, you guys go upstairs to uh, Keith's room. I've literally saved your life. And you're hearing a rhythmic pounding noise. Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Not, such a, such a not of what you are giggling about, Dave, yeah. but like uh, something, something hard hitting a wall or something. Sorry. It's very slow and just Keith. The pounding stops. Detective Keith. I'm a deputy. You hear from within. It's deputy Keith. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Is that your little pistol? It's average size pistol. I'm gonna look as though I'm about to kick the door down, but then I'll just look towards Rip to actually kick the door down, because I won't be able to. Alright, I'm gonna pull up my shovel off my back, and I'm gonna just, like, open the door gently. Yeah, it opens. It's not locked. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, bud! It opens. Uh, you see Keith. He is, uh, Deputy Keith. He is sitting on the edge of his bed, uh, and he's he's got his uh, britches on. But, uh, and his arm is all bandaged up from uh, what you did, but he is pale and sweating, and at his feet is a pool of vomit. And he kind of looks over and goes, I'm not feeling so good. You're looking, were you thumping? Uh, no. Mm. 
Has he got a fever? Uh, yeah, you go put your hand to his head and he's burning up. But that's not good. Um, I'm going to open the, his bedroom window and call down to Nurse Gertrude. I'll go running upstairs. Okay. <laughs> uh, you make your way up to the uh, third floor, which is where his room is, and uh, he is just sitting there and uh, he looks queasy. He's pale. Uh, his hair is matted to his head and he's leaning over the bed. Does he have a police notebook? Yes. I'm going to look inside it. Has he written anything down inside it? No. Okay. Not not much. Uh, he's got like the beginnings of like um, like a shorthand for him to fill out for reports later. Okay. Um, but that's... Okay. <laughs> Had coffee today. <laughs> Dear diary. Dear diary. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so in this case, because I can't do like my actual check checks. You could do a medicine check medicine? to figure out what's wrong with him. Okay, absolutely. I will do that. And it's still with disadvantage for everything. Unfortunately. Forever? Forever. Brutal. I roll. It is a permanent uh, sanity <laughs> effect. Fuck me. Megan? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> 100. <laughs> This is like having a blind oh, rogue. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Megan! Am I being punked? Where's Ashton? Um, Can you spend luck to just get out of the crit up to a 95? Yeah. I'm just asking, I don't know. Or push the roll? You can push this oh, roll. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm just... Um, so, because it's with disadvantage, does my push roll also have disadvantage? Yeah. Or is it just rolling another yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Going very well. <laughs> it's medicine, though, right? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, that's a pass. Uh, he has a severe fever. Okay. Um, uh, he, if he doesn't get more like in depth, like if he doesn't see a doctor within the next little bit, he. It, something's gonna go wrong he's got some sort of infection you think and like you check his wound his wound's not infected Mm -hmm. um none of them really are but he is he is sick oh um this dr lang you guys keep talking about what kind of doctor is he he's a scientist uh yeah uh uh deputy keith goes "Uh, i think he's a yeah he's a geologist oh good fuck well this man needs a real hospital soon we should do this quickly then. Search the lab, get find Dr. Lang and move on. Yeah, we should. We need to get this guy back. Let's get this guy back to hospital from the Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> the nearest hospital is 2,000 miles away. Mm. No, it's it's up in an upper pass. Okay. But I assume him being outside in the snow and cold would help bring his fever down? Probably would do more harm than good. Yeah, okay. All right, let's leave the window open then, I guess. Sure. Cool it down. Okay. Yeah, but put him in bed. We don't want him to be cold. Right. <laughs> just like, we're, we're tucked in. <laughs> one leg out. It's <laughs> like just one foot. <laughs> okay, you guys go down to investigate the lab. Um, I just step aside and turn to you guys and be like, he's probably going to die. we got to be fast. Oh, no. <laughs> Charity says, not caringly. Oh shoot! What's in the lab? Um, you guys go to the lab. There is uh, rough cubicles that have been set up inside this large processing plant. Um, 
and they have used certain like uh, uh, areas of this processing plant. Like there's a large kiln that they're using to melt and, and uh, create alloys out of this metal. Uh, various different samples strewn out. This is basically one big room that has been separated by rough cubicle walls. All right, I'll spot hidden. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Search the place. Yeah, That's the standard, right? Yeah, Everybody doing this. We're all helping each other, rolling with advantage. I'm going to push. No. No. Okay. Extreme pass. God damn. I pushed, and it was worse. I got an extreme success as well because I'm spending luck. I failed. Okay. I failed. Actually, if I also failed, but didn't critically fail. It was just a regular fail this time. That's good. Well, I, I, I want to ask something just out of curiosity. You know, I'm writing an excerpt every time that I get an extreme. Uh, only once. If well, you do it once, once. Yeah. Right. well then, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to push it then. I got a hard success. Okay. Uh, if you push it or whatever, uh, you I'm, don't get to make the little mark again. Uh, well, if you push it or if you in some or if you spend luck on it, doesn't count as you succeeding. Okay. You have to whatever you roll. That's what it counts right. as succeeding for improvement purposes. Um, you guys go through and you search the lab. Uh, you find several. Uh, chunks of this metal that have been formed into long, thin bars. Um, and as it's been formed into this long, thin um, bar, uh, you see these tunnels that have been wrought in actually put like this almost uh, Damascus steel look in the in, in the metal itself once it's forged and fired, right? Um, and these uh, tunnels turn and... and, and uh, worm their way throughout the um how how big are these rods uh they're about two feet by like inch round they're all right and, and, and they're rods they are round well they're gonna be like five pounds a piece uh you pick it up and it's maybe a pound it's incredibly light i'm gonna look over at charity and be like i'm gonna just take a bunch of these yes i can take like a dozen okay yeah put it in my backpack yeah cool Your extreme success. You're digging through everything. Uh, he's found this metal with these uh, these two foot rods. Um, you actually uh, end up finding what you would suspect is Doctor Lang's desk uh, down here. And I thought you were gonna say head. Like, oh no, no, okay. <laughs> uh, you find his desk, and uh, on the desk is a note that says. Uh, um, Dr. Winkler. Dr. Winkler. Um, I have gone to the cave. Does it actually say Z-E? I'm just doing it in his voice. Okay. I, I have gone to the cave. Um, See Jamaica? <laughs> Terry, be nice. He's really trying. <laughs> trying so hard. Whip Cthulhu at you. Um, I, uh, so I, fuck guys, come on. Uh, come I've on, gone Dad. to the cave. Um, if you come, if you see this note, run. Uh, the, something has gone wrong with Melody. Interesting. If you, you see, if you see her or Ryan, run. Uh, guys, guys, note. 
I will take the time reading all the way through until the second paragraph, which is when he tells us to run. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Run, okay? <laughs> I think we gotta run to the caves then. Run to the caves? Well, is that what he said? Thing. Yeah, is that what he said? No, he said, the note says that he has gone to the caves. Yeah. And if Winkler sees Melody or Ryan to run. Or if he sees us, no, Something run. has gone wrong, run. Well, are we going to go back outside and tell him to run, or...? Um, I'm just going to spook him. What do you guys want to do? Charity? Um, well, according to what I read in the journal, it's saying that whatever is going on wants the light to be destroyed, so... They didn't like fire, I say in my French accent, which I can't keep up. (laughs) Should we try and kill him with fire? I think I think we should go heavily armed with fire. With yes. fire, we have we have five torches. That's good. And a can of lantern oil. I don't. Uh, know. five cans, as a matter of fact. You have lighter five. fluid, right? I do have a lighter <laughs> fluid. Yes. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> oh, yeah, roll a good. geology check, please. Uh, I'm pushing it by one, so I get a success. Okay. Um. You would note that this place used to be a old mining compound. Yep. There might be something a little bit bigger than a torch in terms of capability All right, for I fire and explosion. I'm going to run around try to spot hidden then. Okay. Do I get advantage because I have an inkling of what I'm looking for? Uh, no, you are able to roll because you have an inkling. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hard success. Hard success. Uh, you are digging through some of the supplies in the further back, and you find you find a storage room that has a couple warning signs posted on it, um, and they are danger, explosion, authorized personnel only. Oh, I found TNT. Nice. And you open up the door. Did and, I find TNT? Uh, there are crates upon crates upon crates in this room. And you go and look inside of one of these rooms, and there is, or inside one of these crates, and there is um, brown cylinders wrapped in a thick paper oh. that have thick corded rope being. <laughs> I found DNA. I'll light the torch so we can see a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll a. Uh, Roll a science geology with disadvantage. 85. 85. Um, I fail. Yeah, this TNT, it, it, it's TNT. Uh, however, you were never the guy who managed the explosives. So you're not exactly sure... How to what, handle it? What's your, I was military but, police. What's your? But I was a tank mechanic. I I I, I want to put this out there. Um, you're not exactly sure, but you know the guy who was like the explosives expert in your unit, um, and he was an idiot. So if he could do it, you could probably do it. I, I got it. it. It's good. Everybody take a handful. I. <laughs> <laughs> the internet couldn't see the look on Dave's face then. <laughs> um, I probably and this would... has been the Deep Dark of Radius. <laughs> Join us next that. week when we recap. You guys make it a crater. But I think we place. should make some Molotov cocktails out of this uh, lantern oil. 
though. If we can find yeah, there's also vials of lantern oil in this room. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do that. Yep. Uh, you can take the TNT. Okay. I need you to walk thirty yards ahead of us. Yep. Here we go. Uh, but I'll make Molotov cocktails. Um, I'm gonna look around here for a flashlight too. Can I find a flashlight? Um, roll a spot hidden. Can I make ten? My hard success didn't cut it before. No, no that okay. that that was. Well, success. Um, you make. Let's give you these. You make four of them. Four. So success for me. Success. Uh, you do find an old, uh, like military grade, old style, big briefcase sized flashlight. It's got a large, like eight inch ring uh, lens on it. Sure. Uh, and you go to flip it on, and it is dim as hell. Should we bother looking for a battery? Uh, Does it have a crank on the side? That's question number one. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I succeed. Unfortunately, you don't find uh, uh, another battery. You search this place fairly well, um, but there is no additional battery. However, with your electrical repair... Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to push that. That was significantly worse. Okay. Um, you're not sure if you are going to be able to put a charge back in this, but you're fairly certain that's all it needs is another charge. Okay. Okay. All right, so this is dim. I'm going to keep this because of the dynamite. I don't want flames. Sure. Okay. What are you guys doing? Um, that's about it. Everything we've seen. How much dynamite did you grab? How much did You said there's just shit tons of it? Pretty much. Ten sticks. The ten... I Yeah. Yes. I'm going to grab ten sticks. Uh, I'm going to look around for, like, uh, like jars. Like, um... Uh, like, large mason jars. If you kind of find anything like that. Oh, yeah. In the lab. Like, yeah. like just yeah. beakers. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to fill them with snow. I'm going to put a stick of dynamite in each one of them and fill my backpack up with these things. So they're not going to bump into each other. They've got kind of padding and they're cold. I have a plan. Now bear with me. I think we should affix a stick of dynamite to the neck of each sled dog. First, if we get hit by a, a big pack of something, we can send a dog off and then set the dynamite off. If it comes to that, we can do this. We have the jars. You see, I have the jars. You're a psychopath. What? No, that's... Uh, extreme extreme measures in the war, extreme right? tactician, yeah. Sure. All right, so I've got it like this. If we put them down and <laughs> shoot them, it should be enough to blow them up. I'm not taking any wire, right? We don't have a plunger. I'm not going to... Yeah. So oh, we, either, good, yeah. we either have to light them ourselves or shoot them. And I figure that this is going to be a little bit... Good. I was going to throw a Molotov cocktail on top of the dog that had the dynamite strapped to its neck. But your idea, same destination. Yours is simpler to get there, though. It's going to rely on our large sniper friend, Gunther. I'm also good. I'm a good sniper. Uh, I mean, I've got a lighter, guys. Do you just, like... But then you're holding a stick of dynamite. And I'm just going to put this out there. Don't. Especially in a mine. Because even if you run 50 feet away, the mine's coming down on you. I, then why are we taking dynamite at all? So that you can get far away and 
blow it up. Because you don't not take the dynamite. Pretty much. <laughs> I have ruined my inventory. <laughs> Adam. Yep. Your whole odd chemist bullshit with throwing the stick of dynamite in Snow and Sun Mason Jar, I need a dexterity check. I'm not throwing it in. I know I'm you're not throwing it, it in. You're placing it gently. The dexterity check is placing it gently enough because it is dynamite and not like C4 that you can m- jumble around. Dynamite will explode if you try to... Is it dynamite or TNT? Uh, yes. It's TNT. Okay. I'm going to push that. Yeah, you should. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all in the same room right now. It's <laughs> session two. And I'm standing beside more dynamite. A seven. I got a seven. That is a, like that is a extreme success. Yeah. Your your uh, <laughs> you have a uh, Nicholas Cage in the rock trying to put those little green orb things back in just yeah. with gigantic sticks of dynamite and nobody sh- breathes <laughs> and you manage to uh, store uh, a dozen ten 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 sticks of dynamite. What do you want to do now, guys? Stand away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's head to the cave. Now it's not just body order that it's causing everyone to keep their distance from Well, there's you. nothing else in here, really, right? We just spot hidden. Not there. much, no. Let's head to the cave. Does it look like there's anything medical in here at all, or no? Inside here? Yeah. Not really. There, there's scientific Science lab. It's a yeah. science lab. There's a first aid kit on the wall. Ooh, science. Can I raid the first aid right. kit on the wall? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you get another first aid kit. Cool. By the time you guys are done searching and everything, it is probably three or so o'clock in the afternoon, um, considering you guys didn't wake up till like noon. Mm. Right? Yep. Um, so you guys go out and none of you really know where the caves are. I know one man that will, Leonard. Okay. You walk mm. into the place and you see that Leonard has a, um, he's made lunch for everybody now. I'm gonna take this time to go change into my light armor that I forgot I had. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that the best. One second, she comes down in like a breastplate. <laughs> Wardrobe change. So do you do. So do you do. I won't change it. Um, I got I got food for you guys. Uh, what, did you find anything in the lab? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Fast talk. Roll. From rip. Please. Dr. Winkler, how fast can you run? I mean, it's, it's good, but it's not good enough. I rolled a 19, but my fast talk is shit. Do you want to spend luck? No. No, I don't have that I would much like luck. to interrupt him. Uh, yeah, Dr. Leonard, the, uh, this note here is for you. He grabs the note, and his eyes go wide, and... Uh, he kind of shakes his head and says, "If if he's in the cave, then then we need to go to the cave. I mean, Melody and Ryan are dead now, so so we should run to the to the yeah. mines. Yeah. All right. I was gonna take like a handful of food and start walking towards the door. You guys make your way out of the residences and you start moving north. Leonard's gonna mark on a map." where this cave entrance is. And he says, you know, there's there's a clearly marked track to it, right? And you guys go and start following the track. It's about a two hour walk just to get up to. 
Um, and Leonard says, I'll just keep the dogs here, keep them warm, and I'll have them ready to go if we need to run. Okay, we're still going to take a dog, though, right? Sure. Okay. I'm sorry, are we leaving Keith by himself? Or are we leaving? Uh, Keith is not mobile, and you know that. Uh, so Leonard could also watch over Keith. I could keep a cool rag on his head. You guys uh, go and you make your way north. I need a spot hidden from everybody. Well, I am. Or a listen. You get to choose. Ooh, splendid. And, and Megan. Hard success. I got a hard success. I rolled a 99. Oh, uh, Dauphin. Hey, Dave. Yeah. At one point, while you guys are walking, um, there's the cave is a little bit higher into the hills. You go blind from there. You are, you are uh, making your way uphill and towards where this cave is. And as you're going, you're keeping an eye out on the uh, surrounds um, around you, and uh, you're not quite paying attention just directly under your feet. And at one point, you uh, trip, and uh, because you're on a bit of a hill, you slide down the hill. You're going to take a point of damage as you bounce down this hill. Now you're at the bottom of this slippery-ass hill, probably 20 feet down from everybody else. And behind you is this massive woods. Good God. Just got my health back. Ugh. You lost a point because you couldn't fucking hear properly. <laughs> no, Gunther! You didn't turn your radio down so you could see where you were going. Uh, for the hard successes, uh, what was Charity's? Wait, you're not carrying any dynamite, right? No. So is that a success or failure? Failure. Failure. Um, you are making your way along. You are strapped and ready for like a fight. Wait, if I got a 28, that's a that's a fail, right? Out of 25? Uh, yeah, that would oh. be a fail. Okay. Uh, you could push it for the three points to make it a success. You use luck. Or you can say... Do you use listen um, or spot hidden for... Spot hidden. Spot hidden. Okay. The two of you are walking up, and as you're elevating into this thing, are you going to... Spend the luck? No. Uh, you kind of look behind you, and you see off in the distance a plume of smoke that is moving. Um, and that plume of smoke is immediately recognizable to both of you. Yeah, I know what that is from my days in the army. It's the train. Yeah. Yeah. Tank mechanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You see the train has left the station after it is. Interesting factoid. Tanks and trains are very similar engines. Okay, that is actually that. interesting. I, I knew that from my time in the army. <laughs> well, you would. <laughs> so I know it from mine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you you see that the train has left the station at Radiance. <clears throat> and is hauling ass. Uh, uh, further along or back the way it came? Uh, it's going back. Uh, sorry, it's going further along. Interesting. You're st- are you telling me that you saw the train? Oh, I guess I saw yeah. the train. Yeah, we both saw it. I'm going to look at you and be like, oh, that was, that's, that's interesting. Like, so the, the train's leaving. A day early. And we are not on it. And aren't, aren't you supposed to be on it? Yep. Lost my job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I still have my job, actually. <laughs> so just do okay. what I want. Uh, <laughs> you guys make your way up the hill. Um, and you enter. I just want to shoot a character. There's another, <laughs> there's another yeah, gated... Uh, not community, another gated area, and uh, the door's wide open here. Um, and you guys, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to check to uh, look around, see if there's any tracks around, like if there's people coming in and out of this place. Okay, roll a spot hidden. Or roll a track. Can I choose? Yeah, sure. Roll a spot hidden. 55, 55 against a 55. Okay, you win. Um, uh, you see 
a uh, you actually see quite a lot of traffic in and out of here. Footprint traffic. Okay. A lot of it. Animals and recent, mostly human. Mostly human. Mostly human. There's One like a dog. Mostly. Mark. There's there's a dog. Who's got the dog? Paul. Uh, I assumed I had it. Cause it okay. I assume the police officer had the canine unit. Yeah. All right. Can um, we see the entrance to the mine from? Uh, you can't quite see the entrance to the mine because it's it's uh, into the side of the mountain, um, and it's kind of facing <laughs> away from you as you walk in. Uh, I would like to point out you have walked for a couple hours, and at this point, the sun has started to set again. Okay. Well, are we going in? There is one outbuilding um, that is here by the um, mine itself, and it's it's fairly large. It's uh, about half. It's about the size of the res- residence building that you're in, but a lot shorter, a lot squatter. I'm going like, to lead the dog towards the door. Do you see the police? So that was the tracks were leading. Uh, there is no tracks leading to that one outbuilding. It seems like they are going directly into the towards the cave. I'm going to check the building anyway. Though. All right, okay. stay back. But who's going with them? I'll keep a gun trained. If somebody just covers me from a distance, yeah. should be good. Can you cover me with your shovel? Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a pickaxe 90 feet. Charity and, and uh, I actually want to call you Duffet. Charity and uh, Gunther. Yep. Okay, you guys are, you go and check it out. I'd like for you to roll a spot hidden. And are you being particularly quiet about this? Yes, Dungeon Master, I am. Ninety-three, but I'll push it. I feel good about it. And well, I should. I failed. Okay. Uh, all of the windows are frosted over. Mm-hmm. You can't quite see within this building. And you go to check the door, and it is—you uh, note another chain that is holding this thing locked from the outside. Uh, the dog's okay. Dog's not freaking out, right? Uh, the dog is whining. Very, very quietly, um, and is not enthused about being here, but is following your commands. Okay. Uh, the dog is is not happy, and there's a chain. So. 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 so open, uh, we go, okay, we go, and you're gonna stay over there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to very gently take off my backpack. And put it, oh, 20 feet from everyone else. <laughs> okay. And then pick up my shovel and head on over to help pry open this shit. Okay. okay. I'll go with him, too. Okay. Let's um, go with him. stand back covering. Yeah, rifle with, out. Uh, with Gertie? I'll stand beside right. the giant gun, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Strength? Strength? It's an average size gun. Oh, that is a hard or an extreme success. You, with your pickaxe, you dr- take it into the chain and give it a quick little tug, and the chain pulls through rotten wood. Uh, you pull, and the wood just pulls away like paper, almost. Um, and the chain falls on the, uh, on the ground, and then the door swings open about 30% of the way, and then falls off its hinges and lands. Uh, the wood of this door is rotten to the core, and, and has fallen, and the house kind of creaks. Can I recover the chain? Uh, yeah, it's on the ground next to you. Yeah. Um, it's about a two foot length of chain that has a padlock on it. Oh, that's a good, like, uh, flail. Yeah. It's still connected in a loop. You pulled the chain through the door. Yeah. So it's still padlocked in a, in a loop. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you look inside this room. This room is uh, abandoned. Um, the wood in here is rotten. Um, you look up to see the backside 
of the roof has kind of caved in a little bit. And uh, there's just this feeling of moistness to this room. Um, like there's a humidity in here. And you are looking around and you see uh, the walls themselves are glimmering with moisture. Like there's there's a there's a brightness to the walls because they have the light reflecting off them of the setting sun behind you. Well, I got the door open. How's the dog? The dog with the door now open is trying to back away from this open door. <laughs> I, I'm gonna just say this and bear with me. Uh, so I brought ten sticks of dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and we have an obviously evil freaking roof house that no one is using. Why? Because it is not freezing mm-hmm. when it should be, and the dog doesn't like it. And frankly, I have the heebie-jeebies. I said we blow this thing up. Would it have been above freezing in the daytime? Uh, above freezing, no. And like, the windows were frosted over. Oh, I have Molotov cocktails in my bag. If you want to burn it down instead. Uh, Gertie, if you'd like to hold the shotgun in case something happens, that would uh, be acceptable. Oh, absolutely. Excellent shotgun. like this. You're skilled with the shotgun, though, right? Huh? You're skilled with the shotgun. I am. Yeah. So literally, she just grabs. Yeah. Chick, chick. Just break the Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's not even waste that. And I'm just gonna pull out a, like, a little thing of lantern oil. You need shotgun stuff. Right on the front step there, and let him action. Look, I want to light this building on fire. Okay. Uh, you dump the lantern oil on the ground, and you light it. And as the fire um, spreads, uh, you note that the uh, the moisture inside the building is uh, repulsing the fire. Like it's not just resistant to it, but it is repulsing, and the flames are leaning away from this opening as if almost there's a gentle breeze coming through and then after a moment the fire burns down. Alright, before it burns down, you're like, so dynamite. dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put my rifle and pull my pistol just in case something comes bursting out of this door. Alright, I'm going to ca- kind of jog back to the backpack, pull out one of these jars, jog back, put it inside the door where we can easily see it beyond the fire and uh, back up and be like, whoever wants to Shoot that! I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Actually, not gonna run away. Fuck it! I know. I just keep changing weapons. Right? I'm being very clear. Rifle out! I'm running away from the door. Um, who thinks you're a good shot? I'm all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a good shot. Like, if I was Dirty. to rate myself out of a hundred, I'd say I'm seventy-one uh, good at this. Uh, <laughs> I'm C plus range, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sixty-five good at this. Okay. Well, with firearms. Yeah. You're uh, a literal hunter. I'm eighty-five yeah. rifle. Hunter. My God. God. Okay. Everybody stop shooting. Just give, give, give all your weapons to Cherry. Well, uh, the rich lady from North Dakota. North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina could shoot this thing then. Okay, so. Yeah, roll a shot. The three ex servicemen will just shut up and step back. Then you're wow. She failed. Yeah. Failed? <laughs> push, no, push, 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 push. Alright. Push. She failed harder. She critically failed. Oh my god. My god. What happens if you critically luck, fail when luck, you try to shoot luck. dynamite? Luck? Okay. It's 12 luck. Take you down to 50. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. So what do I do? Roll again? No, you just no, add the no, one. No, so you would just yeah. scratch out So that you don't shoot one of the dogs. Change it to 50. 
Okay. The only one of us got damaged. The only dog. Okay. Next, be careful. Aww. I was really looking forward to the critical fail involving dynamite. You accidentally turn around and shoot the backpack that's <laughs> 20 feet away. Shoot the dynamite? Okay! <laughs> <laughs> Slow turn toward the backpack. Um, okay, yeah, you shoot, you connect with the jar, uh, and the jar shatters. To hit the dynamite within the jar was going to be a hard success, but because you only have a success, you've hit the jar, and it has broken and shattered and spread out in the Stick of dynamite is sitting on top of the snow. Oh god, I'll have a go. <laughs> 81. Okay, I'll push mine, I guess. Just wasting ammo here. Well, you guys are keeping track of your shot, right? The amount yeah. of shots you. 74. I missed twice. Uh, you shoot. Well, it's not two rounds. It's not. It's just the one, one round. round. Yeah. You shoot and. Uh, the bullet goes clearly wide and embeds in the wall in the back of the uh, in the back of this house. And I need everyone to roll a listen. Ooh, a listen. Forty-two success. Oh, I got. Um, That's a hard team. success. Oh, I got I got a success. Yeah. Okay. Um. I did not succeed. As this hits um, the wall, you guys hear a groaning noise of something heavy shifting. The building itself seems to. It's not going to collapse or anything, but you've disturbed the the outer wall of this house, and you hear this groaning of like yes, like that. Well, this dynamite has a fuse oh, hanging out of it. Yes, yes. I will go light the fuse with my Zippo lighter and then run away as fast <laughs> as I possibly can to cover. Roll a dexterity. Okay. Nice. I rolled an 80. I needed an 80. Oh. <laughs> Success. Yeah, singed at the ass. You book it. Absolutely mm. giver. And you are running as everyone suddenly realizes what the shit you just did. And now everyone else is taking a few steps back. Except, except for Rip. Who tries to block the backpack with his body? I, I assume if <laughs> I, I assume if we were gonna detonate it, the wire would have been in a safe location. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna lie down before. Uh, <laughs> this house explodes in a monstrous cacophony. Uh, large chunks of black wood fly in every direction known. Um, and you guys actually see deep down in this pit uh, that this house was leading towards, um, more uh, of this wood is just completely pushed out and destroyed. You've blown the roof, you've blown the walls off this building. Um, but as the shrapnel and as the uh, charred remains of this building kind of fall all around you, um, you are noticing that also falling around you are these black slugs. These odd worm-like creatures that are falling down all around you. When they hit the ground, there's a, they like gasp this little squeal as they die um, from being out in the open sunlight. You note that you've blown the top off this building and when you go and kind of get a closer look, you see a massive writhing pit of 
these worms that are screaming to high heaven now that the sun is starting to hit them. But you know the sun is setting, and in response to the explosion and the screaming worms and the distant hoot of a train horn, you guys hear a howl, low and baleful. I need you to roll in, uh, I almost said nature, uh, actually, yeah, natural world. Uh, I'll use two luck to be successful. Okay. Uh, this is a wolf howl, but unlike one you've ever heard, this thing is deep and resonant and is clearly from something wolf-like, but never a creature you've seen. I will relay that information to everybody. Okay. All right, while he is saying that, I'm nodding. And then looking at you and saying, uh, cocktail, uh, cocktail, uh, Molotov cocktail, into the pit. It's all the worms. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> she just falls into the ground in a ball and heap of just fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just met us, relax. Uh, you throw... <laughs> we do this, it's okay. I thought, I thought you you throw the Molotov in and it erupts in flame. Like, these things are combustible in a way of their own and are just... Uh, this roaring blaze lights the area as the sun continues to Ooh. set. Well, I, I'd like to get into the mine before that howling thing is coming around. Agreed. How's our how's our dog doing? How is it? Oh, terrified. It pooped. It is. It uh. It has. Like power upon itself. It's what gone full. Gertrude. It's gone. It's gone full Gertrude. Huh? What color is the dog? White. Oh, white husky. A oh, white with like uh, streaks of gray. His name is Gaetan. His name is Pardon. Gaetan. Gaetan. Okay. Cool. What All do right. you guys want to do? We're going at the case. All okay. right. It seems that these things don't particularly like the daylight. Maybe we should all have some sort of light as we go in there. I will carry a torch. Yeah. I will um, I will carry a torch. Yeah, um, same. Okay, you guys light your torches and you move up to the <laughs> uh, cave entrance. And this is the old, like, it's not a massive cave entrance, right? Like, it's not like this 20-foot hole. Oh, no, fuck, I have a lantern. Okay. There is a uh, odd wooden outbuilding that is sticking out, very much like an old-style mine would have. Um, but it's about 10 foot high and, and 5 foot wide and there's a set of tracks that go in like rail tracks that go inside and uh, you all light your torches and everything and you turn to go inside and with the new illumination of your lights as the sun is setting you see hanging strung out splayed like Da Vinci's perfect man you see the body of an older German man nude and his guts are... That's what we can tell he's German. <laughs> How do we know he's German? <laughs> because he's strung up and nude um, a piece of... Uh, his <laughs> guts are... His uh, stomach is ripped open horizontally and vertically, and his uh, intestines are pulled out, and he is tied up to this open space. His throat is cut, and there is gushing black blood that is still pouring from the wound. His head is uh, leaned back, um, his eyes looking up to the heaven, and on his face is this look of rapture, this absolute look of serenity, as he stand, as uh, he is held there 
by his own entrails. Um, his skin has mostly been flayed off of him and stamped, um, carved into what is left of his flesh. You see the image of a silhouetted man with long claws. This has been an It's a Mimic production. You can find more quality content on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or at www.itsamimic.com.